7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., survived her family visit. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> we had a really fun time. Good. When Bob comes on, he can talk about it. We had a very fun time, but it was three days of... Um, and this is not a knock. Bob's sister and her husband. That's a knock. <laughs> they are, um, they're, they're Baptists. And, and her husband specifically is, is very conservative. Ah, good times. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get into a fight with him when he that said, uh, well, he said at one point, he's like, well, you know, this one woman we hired, and I think she was an affirmative action hire. Oh, ouch. Oh, wow. And, of course, that uh, voice in pain, Joe Santorsis, Grand <laughs> Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. Yeah, it might be sunburned, too. We hit 82 today in Scranton. 82. Yeah. 82. I was uncomfortable in a, in a sweatshirt today outside in Cleveland. And you should have been. Yeah. So, um, huh? Rain? Did I get cut off? No. Well, well, maybe. But what were you saying? No, no, no. Okay, it's not important. I was going to just tell the story about how, about feminazis, but let's talk about the weather. Oh, oh, well, you could, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I, I, I didn't realize that uh, it was going into feminazi territory, but you can tell the story later for sure. No, no, yeah, it's okay. I just wasn't sure if I got cut off. It was sort of like, oh, wait, we're talking about temperature. Oh, well, I was just introducing Joe. So I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry for everything. It's been a rough week. I apologize. Yeah, I hear you, sister. Um, it's been, uh, it's been bonkers cause we didn't have anybody working last weekend. I went in for three hours last weekend to a nightmare on Saturday. And then I, I oh. still, I was like two days behind all week and I finally got caught up today, but then everything, everybody came knocking on my door at four o'clock as they always do. And we got to do this last minute thing. Oh shit. No way. <laughs> But um, uh, but yeah. So uh, but I, I did share with Joe and Rain a, a secret. I might be able to let the cat out of the bag at the end of the show tonight. I don't know. Because we had um, something very special happen at my workplace this week. I don't know if I'll tell you guys tonight, or uh, I probably will at the end of the show because it'll be long enough that you know what ha- happened is done and over with, 
and um, and you know uh, it, it, it's not so top secret anymore. Um, but anyway, um, it, it is some exciting news. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, some not so exciting news. Everything Trump has done, it is exciting, but it's all all horrible too. Uh, but now you did miss rain uh, on Tuesday, of course. Uh, you missed the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Michael Cohen stuff. Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah. So okay. <laughs> Which was uh, incorporated to our clown card this week, by the way. Yes. Thanks right. to you. Oh, well, hey. You. I no. got the message on my Anything. phone, and I was like, I can't even say this out loud to Bob. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of cherry blossoms, and we're having fun family time. Oh, yes. I missed the show. I tried to join in the show briefly, and then I was like, I have to go to sleep. I did see. But, yeah, that, that was very I nice of you to pop in. Boom. <laughs> What would you like to say about that before we go along? Because I feel like you really missed out on that. I, I, I don't even know what to say after after hearing that Donald Trump called him today. <laughs> and after seeing pictures that he's standing outside of the hotel he's staying at, just smoking cigars with a bunch of douchey-looking dudes with really bad plaid suits. Mm, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I don't know. I am pent up. I will try to settle myself down well let's go ahead and and get into a little little bit of audio here um i I don't have tons of stuff but what i have is very long and um uh, and we'll talk about the comey stuff later because that's really the that's the that's kind of my happy place story and i want to talk to (laughs) bobber about it too but uh the the one real murder fisty uh story is um Trump decided to pardon Scooter Libby, everyone. So that was yes. also a surprise today. Surprise, motherfucker. Um, so, That's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to got to tell you, Valerie Plame was not happy. Oh, no, no. And I, I didn't find audio from her today, but I do have some of her husband, Joe Wilson, on with uh, Katie Turr earlier. But, um... I have two clips from Katie Turr, both considerably long, and I'll pause as we as we go through. But this is uh, her with. Uh, well, actually, maybe maybe I could set this up right because we haven't done a good uh, teabagger report in a while, and uh, I think it would be uh, it's it's uh, long overdue. Here we go. The teabagger report with Kenny Pick. Find out what's going on, what's going in, and what's coming out of teabaggers the world round. Teabag the fool. In DC. We have a teabag situation. Oh, I understand. Just breathe through your nose. Are you a teabag top or bottom? <laughs> what, what is this teabag thing? Is all a about? vulgar, sexual, homosexual, homosexual uh, participatory <laughs> act, okay? I thought you meant teabagging. When you hold a guy's balls in your mouth. Ah. Why is it called. Oh, I get it. Because they, they hang, hang and the dipping. dipping. I don't mind being called a teabagger. All right. Oh, late, not so great Andy Breitbart at the end there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jim Jordan, freedom cock us. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a he's a he's doozy a that boy. Yeah. So he's he's definitely one of the one of the bitter clingers of the teabagger movement. Oh, oh like he's a little angry. Grindleberry? 
Yeah, yeah, he's no, like he's a, one. He's a he's an angry, angry Dingleberry. Angry. Yeah, he's like a T-roid. So <laughs> he is. Vane is always popping in his neck. Sure, that boy's sure. got to settle down. Yeah, that dipshit haircut. Yeah, <laughs> you can speak open and freely about anything, and not be branded a feminazi on this program. Um, <laughs> I do want to hear the feminazi story later, though. We'll wait till Bobber gets on. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so Katie Turr versus Jim Jordan, and uh, let's do a drinking game, everybody. Drink every time Jim Gor- Jim Jordan can't help but mention Hillary Clinton in one form or another. <laughs> Katie Turr actually challenges him to not bring up Hillary Clinton with the uh in regards to the Scooty Scooter Scooty Scooty Liber Scooty, <laughs> Scooty Liber uh, Wait a second, hold on. I got I just had this image when I see a dog scoot. Yeah. I think Scooty and then you have to take it to the vet and have it, it, its glands like popped. expressed. Yes. Expressed. Or dewormed, one or the other. Well, maybe that's mm. what happened today. Yeah, yeah. I am eating right now. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's sorry. my own damn fault. <laughs> and no worms in it? Uh, I hope not. I hope not. Okay. I think that was just a really long red pepper. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Katie Turr, I'm spitting baked potato everywhere now. Uh, Katie Turr um, versus Jim Jordan. Not really even a versus. Katie Turr was very composed. But Jim Jordan just couldn't, every time in this conversation about Scooter Libby being pardoned, he, he just keeps going back to his uh, Hillary Clinton uh, blankie. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, co-founder of the Freedom Caucus, joins me now. Uh, Congressman, thank you so much for being here. How you doing? You bet. I'm doing fine. Good to be with you, Katie. So what do you think of this, um, of this IG report and, and McCabe? Do you think that this was a, a deserved firing? Well, it confirms what we already know that... Oh, my apologies. It's uh, the first part's about the McCabe firing. My apologies. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, continuing. At, um, you know, the Office of Professional Responsibility said that uh, Andrew McCabe should be fired. He misled them. He misled his boss, Mr. Comey, and he misled the inspector general. So it just confirms everything we already know. What do you think about the pardoning of Scooter Libby today? What message is that sending? You know, uh, I think it sends a simple message. The president thought he should be pardoned. Uh, I don't recall all the details around the Scooter Libby uh, investigation and his prosecution way back when. I do remember at the time hey, I felt like when. he was getting a bad deal, but I think what it says is plainly the president thinks he should be pardoned, so he pardoned him. He was- all right. I don't remember quite what that was all about. Oh, I don't know. Was he in office at the time? Um, No. No, huh? No. Oh, okay, so he got into office and decided that, you know, anything that happened before then, he didn't need to know? No. I think everybody on this show and everybody listening mm-hmm. knows exactly what happened with Scooter Libby oh, very and well. how Bush commuted his sentence, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and the irony of revealing classified information vis-a-vis outing an in-the-field covert agent. CIA yeah. agent, and she was not a low-level CIA agent. Oh, no. No, and she was not. She, her, because her husband wrote Spencer an article. Jenkins? Huh? Is it something Jenkins? She she was behind a CIA a company that the CIA used as a front. It was not a real company. 
Foster, no, it wasn't Foster Jenkins. But anyway, uh, I'm sorry, I digress. This was a, I'm very angry about this. Well, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Oh, her husband wrote an editorial that uh, basically said that, uh, oh, there's Valerie Plame now. Oh, uh, (laughs) wrote an article (laughs) that, um, you know, that the the war in Iraq was being entered into under false pretenses, and uh, the, the Cheney didn't like it. And uh, you know, leaked. Well, it was more leaked than to the New York Times. Uh, more than that, if I could just it, sure. Colin Powell went in front of either Congress or Senate, and he was he was he brought up like a, a, a vial full of I don't know if it was whatever the hell it was, but he was talking about yellow cake and all of these other things. And Joe mm-hmm. Wilson wrote an editorial, I believe, it was in the New York Times that said yep. there was no yellow cake. That right. the entire administration was building a case of war with with false lie. information. Right. Yeah, a lie. Mm-hmm. And a lie. So and in retaliation, they try to kill her husband, her, her his wife, <laughs> basically. Well, well, yeah. Much. And and it was after that when Scooter Libby went to Judith Miller from the New York Times and said, "Here's information about this woman. This woman happens to be Joe Wilson's wife." And she published it in the New York Times. Yeah. And she so, was outed. And, along and it, with Robert Novak. I remember and, this stuff. That and it's, yeah. She, and it's, that's who she leaked it to, Robert Novak. Well, and it's no wonder Jim Jordan doesn't want to remember this because, you know, why bother remembering something so fucking terrible with your own party? Just, you know, pay no attention. Um, the very thing that led us into an illegal war. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, continuing with Katie Turr's discussion with Jim Jordan about. How appropriate this pardon is, and doesn't it seem a little fishy? Convicted of, of obstruction of justice. Right now, um, the president is facing his own special counsel. Uh, there are folks in his orbit who have already pleaded guilty. There are others who are still facing a lot of very serious charges, including Paul Manafort. He's got his personal lawyer right now who's being investigated. Uh, do you think the timing of pardoning somebody like Scooter Libby, who is convicted of lying to federal investigators and obstructing justice, Katie. is fishy at all? Because some folks think it is. I mean, look, uh, you'd have to ask the White House that. What I know is and what a lot of folks in our district are talking about is the double standard. The idea that Secretary Clinton, I asked Secretary Clinton under oath in the Benghazi hearing if she would agree to a neutral third party like a retired federal judge examining all her emails and deciding which ones we on the committee should receive and which ones were personal. She wouldn't agree to that and yet got an even better deal. They got to decide, her and Cheryl Mills and David Kendall got to decide on the front end which ones they gave us, which ones they kept. They got to decide versus what happened to Michael Cohen earlier this week where they just go grab everything at his home and at his business. So the double standard is what offends, I think, so many Americans when you talk about all these investigations. Rod Rosenstein is the one that okayed that for the SDNY. Uh- I'm going to pause it right there. So so many Americans are so offended by this double standard. What is the double standard again? Um, there isn't one. Because okay. I, I was listening for it. Different, I know circu- I've a yeah. lot this week, different circumstances and um, different uh, types of evidence. Um, different parties involved, and a Democrats. lot more crimi- and, and, uh, and a whole lot of criminality going on on the Trump side. So much. I mean, we should just mention <sighs> that Scooter Libby was convicted, and he tried to have that conviction overturned. Mm-hmm. And the courts said no. 
Yeah. Yes. The just keep going back to this. It really is as we go forward discussing mm-hmm. this. The court said, no, you can't have it overturned. And then when Bush Jr. left office, he commuted the sentence. Mm-hmm. He commuted it. Yeah. Meaning time served. He couldn't yes. get his conviction overturned, which meant but, you are still guilty. Right. So, but but he but one thing he didn't do, which uh, Cheney wanted him to do, was to pardon him. Yeah, and he said no, and from all the reports I hear, that was the end of the relationship between Dick Cheney and George W. Bush. Well, I, not for nothing. When when we're talking about end of relationships with Dick Cheney. Not long after that, he had an end of a relationship with his own actual heart. This is true. Dick yeah. Cheney has a, a relationship problem. For sure. Yes. His own heart was sure. like, I want out. I want out. I want out of this. So um, anyway, uh, here's the, the tail end of the Katie Turr versus Jim Jordan. And uh, she suggests that maybe he answered the questions without bringing up Hillary Clinton, who is not the president and... You know, isn't involved in any of this shit. Um, can you answer the question uh, without using Hillary Clinton's name? Do you think that it looks a little bit suspicious for the president to pardon somebody who was convicted of lying to the it, FBI and obstruction of justice when all of this stuff is going on? Maybe, maybe take President Trump's name out of it. Maybe just President X, and this is going on around President X, and President X has pardoned look, somebody for doing something similar I, uh, in the past. Is there is there something? I if think, you look at it in a very neutral way. As a neutral observer, do you think it looks suspicious? I, I will tell you what looks strange, or to use your, your word, suspicious. What looks strange is when Rod Rosenstein writes the memo on why you should fire James Comey. James Comey then leaks a document to create momentum for Bob Mueller to be the special counsel. Rod Rosenstein imports Bob, uh, uh, gets Bob Mueller to be the special counsel. And one of the things that Bob Mueller is looking into is was there obstruction of justice in the firing of James Comey. If, if that's not the swamp and suspicious and strange, I don't know what is. So there's lots of strange things that happen in this town, but I don't see anything more strange than that scenario I just went through. Do you think the Justice Department is out to get to the, get the president? I think what happened there with Rod Rosenstein doing what he did with James Comey leaking a government document through the, a friend to the New York Times to, for one stated purpose, to create momentum for a special counsel, and that special counsel was Bob Mueller. I think that looks strange. I think that's a problem. And then Rod Rosenstein, who signed one of the FISA applications and also approved this raid on Michael Cohen's office and business, who happens to be the president of the United States' lawyer and confidential attorney-client privilege information was grabbed. Unbelievable compared to what Secretary Clinton got, which is she wouldn't even agree to a neutral uh, third party to do it. You used Secretary Clinton name. I said answer without you saying Secretary to. Clinton. You, no, you have to. No, you don't. You absolutely fucking don't. Hillary Clinton is not the president. That was completely different circumstances with her email. Uh, they found no criminality. You know, they're the and. <laughs> No, you. Oh, you have to. You have to compare the two. Really? I, who did? Who? I, who, who were? Who were the ex-lovers that uh, Hillary Clinton's lawyers were paying off? You know, who? who yeah. Where was the cover-up with? You know, uh, where, where? You know, was there 
something about um, campaign, you know, finance rules being broken in that respect. I'm I'm agog. It's so so many that was just a bunch of things that he just puked up. It it really was. I I don't even think he understood what he was talking about. He was I still wanna know I still wanna know and, and Sarah Sanders said this today too, that I wanna know what exactly Comey leaked. Because hey. Comey didn't leak anything to the best of my knowledge. He leaked lies. <laughs> when he was in front when he when he gave his senate or congressional testimony what he said was that i wrote notes down after my meeting with uh-huh. trump and i gave it to somebody i trusted yes they don't That's know not what classified information yeah they don't That's know what le- they don't know what leaking is they don't know what lies are you know because oh wait a minute wait 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 Leakers don't lie, right? Trump knows what leaking is. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, of course, Sean Hannity well, pointed, pointed that out. Golden showers. Yeah. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how, how are you a liar leaker? How does that work? He, he leaked lies. No. I mean, we are Leakers are truth tellers. You know, We're pissed at Comey because he didn't leak anything. He actually came out and said... We have to re-examine Clinton's emails because of the the, the laptop with Uma Abedin and, and Anthony Weenie. Weiner. That well, wasn't a leak. That was him just, he should have shut up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Don't speak. It, <laughs> he, what he's calling a leak is what he said at the hearing after he was fired, that he gave his notes, his contemporaneous notes. Right. About the meeting that's, with him to his friend who would turn it over to the New York Times. Yeah, that's, that's not, not a leak. leak. Though. That's that's my shit. Okay. That's him saying I took personal notes mm-hmm. and gave them to a friend to get them published because uh, I wanted to screw you over, and I got the right to do that. Sure. That's but, not a leak. I mean, they weren't honestly, classified. That like, oh, Jim James uh, Jim Comey wrote a note, wrote a poem. He wrote a haiku. Here, let's go with haiku. I wrote a haiku before I was fired, and I thought this haiku was awesome, so I gave this haiku to my friend, just mm-hmm. in case. Sure. It's not much different than that. No, it it's really not isn't. A leak. No, it's not. And it, you know, and oh my God, Trump on on Twitter. Oh, oh. He's he's sharting all the way to Mar-a-Lago at this point, self-propelling himself with his sharks oh, down yeah. there. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, he's cutting his trip short to Mar-a-Lago uh, because Stormy Daniels will be appearing across the street from his golf club. So, <laughs> oh, that why? Uh, I, I did read that in that article that you guys shared. Um, <laughs> oh. she's, she's appearing at Mar-a-Lago, actually. <laughs> well, no, she she there's a, a gentleman's club uh, across the street from his golf uh, club. And, uh, oh, and and apparently it, it, she's going to be appearing on Thursday and Friday next week, and Trump will be back in D.C. on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, this is just going off the rails. This, yeah, this week has been crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, it just got crazier. Um. So, uh, so here we go. Let me read the the Comey uh, tweets. Um, and uh. Well, no, actually, no. We'll wait. We'll wait on those uh, because uh, 
Well, no, I guess we brought it up, but we'll we'll play the James Comey stuff later. But uh, yeah, so Comey has a book coming out. He did an interview with George Stephanopoulos. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, he's not really pulling any punches, which I I find refreshing. Uh, I still have my issues with James Comey, as we all do. But you gotta love a man who can trigger thin skin or trumple trumple thin skin uh <laughs> so easily uh, to to send out tweets like this james comey is a proven leaker and liar virtually everyone in washington thought he should be fired for the terrible job he did until he was in fact fired <laughs> okay <laughs> that's worded well um, he leaked classified information for which he should be prosecuted. He lied to Congress under oath. He is weak and, next tweet, untruthful slimeball who was at time has, uh, who, who was at time has proven, what? As time has proven, I'm sorry. As time has proven, a terrible director for the FBI. His handling of the crooked Hillary Clinton case in the events surrounding it will go down in one of the worst botched jobs of history. It was my great honor to fire James Comey. Oh. It was another cowardly, cowardly little uh, uh, tweet. Uh, or firing, you know, like he did with Tillerson, like he does with everybody. He didn't fire him. He, he hid from them and said, you can't come back. That's that's not firing. Firing is saying it to somebody's face. Um, uh, or, you know, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, he fired, he fired Comey through other people, didn't he? Uh, yeah, because uh, I think, uh, didn't he find out, uh, Comey found out when he watched the news. Yeah, Comey. Yeah, Comey was in California. He saw it mm -hmm. on TV on mm -hmm. CNN. Yeah. And I do. I, now it's coming back to me. Oh God! Probably so just things. fired him for watching CNN. I remember where I was when when that happened. I, I was, do too. I was in the I was in the car. You guys texted me. Yeah, I was walking from the train and listening to CNN on my phone, and I was at the uh, West Sixty uh, Fifth. Rapid stop. Uh, no, West 98th Rapid Stop. Walking on my way to the su studio where Susan works. And I heard it and I was like, oh my God! <laughs> I yeah, said, I remember getting the message. Him. We were driving south on 81 on our way to Atlanta. That was we're back when Trump road. could still shock us. Yeah. 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 But Comey, actually, if I remember correctly, he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get a ride home. Which became oh. <laughs> another point of contention because they gave him a ride on the government plane, and Trump yes. was pissed off. Yes, yes, because he's such a he's such a great leader. Why is he oh. driving on a government plane? We should have made him hitchhike home. I'm telling you, um, nightmare yeah. end. Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm telling you what. This um, this is interesting. We we have some very interesting other stuff to talk about here, but uh, we do have to. Uh, we got to go to the break, um, and um, when we come back, uh, yeah, more with Katie Turb. But we'll have uh, Joe Wilson talking to Katie Turb, Valerie Plame's husband, about this whole Scooter Libby pardon. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of all over the board with everything that's going on right now because I I, I just seriously media today. I had to go back three pages to find the Comey stuff from this morning. I had to show more entries, show more entries. Scroll, scroll. There it is. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, but no, it's that's it's, the kind it's of day it's been. I know it's it's crazy. Today has been insane. Oh, I got new flarp too, everybody. Since my flarp tried. It. Okay. So that's also very good news. Uh, <laughs> oh. All right, so let me see. Um, uh, we're gonna go to break. Um, I don't know. Uh, let me let me get one of Bobber's songs uh, queued up here. Um, let's listen to "She Won't Let Go." That's a good one. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. 
Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I'm not it's showtime. It is showtime. Hello, that was a delicious baked potato I just ate, everybody. It was loaded. It had grilled mushrooms, red peppers, uh, cheese, and some cream and broccoli it was wonderful uh thank you Suze. that was a delicious meal um and uh yeah so welcome back to the program of course uh joining me as always rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc hello rain are you back i am back oh okay no problem so they dogs gotta eat like exactly me, what they sounded like. Eat my baked potato, um, mm, moist. Uh, and of course, Joe Santorsa, <laughs> a man who is no stranger to feeding dogs. No, no, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, no, 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 thanks. Oh, and there's breaking news, by the way. What's that? <laughs> you thought this was over? Oh, really? good, nice. Yeah, I posted it in the in the chat earlier. Uh, you remember the 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 the, the dossier? 
Uh, sure, sure. I, uh, hey, how can I remember forget? when fake dossier. There you go. And remember in the dossier, they said uh, Cohen and everybody said, "Well, the dossier is obviously false because it's got his facts wrong." Because the dossier said that Cohen made a trip to Prague to meet with a Russian. I remember Cohen's in late August, of- early September of the of 2016. Right? Do you remember his picture on Twitter with just his passport? Yeah, and he said, "How could I have been in Prague?" My passport's not uh, even stamped. Ha, ha, ha. The dossier's all wrong because I was never in Prague. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Well, McClatchy just reported moments ago that Mueller has evidence Cohen was in Prague in 2016. What? what? Are yes. you telling me that Michael Cohen might have falsified his information? Oh, more than that. Shut the he front door. Prague. He entered Prague. Through Germany, because it's a so-called Schengen area in which 26 nations operate open borders. So he would not have needed a passport. Hmm. Son of a... Says who? So... Surprise, motherfucker! What we have here is we're getting closer and closer to the fact that somebody has the P-tape. And I think... Here's here's my wild guess. When he met with the Russian in Prague, they handed over the P-tape. And now, during the raid, the feds got the P-tape. Lordy, I hope <laughs> there are really, tapes. You really think that? Really? Huh? No, well, I'm, that's, I, I made that up. But, no, no, boy. but is that, it's fine if you made it up. I, well, I don't even oh, know the if P-tape you made it up, I made up. that's I your believe opinion. It. I believe it. But he, he, for some reason, in, in, in late August or early September, right before the election, he went to Prague surreptitiously to meet with a Russian. Mm. Now, this blow, one thing this does do is blow the whole idea that there was no collusion between Russians and Donald Trump. <laughs> Aww. Aww. He's laughing. He's laughing. Just it. saying. Yeah. Your little quiet laugh was almost as evil as Tim's. It's just, <laughs> <see>? uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to quote to quote James Comey, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Yeah, Lordy, I hope there are tapes. I'm gonna put the link back in there. With if with people got here late. With uh, here, so let me. I, I just want to understand uh, this, Joe. It's it's your it's your hypothesis that he went to Prague to get a copy or to get the copy of the tape well that's my hypothesis the the, the fact that's not that, out of the realm of possibility of course not but the fact that they used that trip as a reason that the dossier was all wrong because ha 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 i was never in prague in 2016 right. and ha 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 here's my proof my passport's not stamped yes well, ha, 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 the- you were, and ha, 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 you didn't need a passport. <laughs> <laughs> and ha, 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 things aren't recorded on VHS anymore. It's digital. So even if he got a copy of that video. I know. Uh, he went, he went so there to meet a Russian for some reason, and he yeah. lied about it. Okay, some and Mueller knows about it now. And he has yeah. evidence. Well, and That's I'll- the important point. I really need to play these two clips back to back real quick. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> there's a teaser, everybody, for James Comey. This, is, this um, is our world now, where we have an ex-FBI going. Yeah, I don't know. Prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow. Mm-hmm. He said peeing. Chief. He said he, he literally said peeing. I love it. 
He didn't, <laughs> you know. God. You know, it could have only been better if it, if it, he said they were shooting hot jets of urine on one another. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, that would have been great. Uh, but anyway, I, I do want to I want to bring up a news story that uh, this this hits a little close to home. Um, uh, a cat and my father were talking about this in the chat room. Apparently, Lordstown is downsizing their uh, second shift. Um, uh, it says GM to cut second shift at Lordstown. Um, this, uh, from the Youngstown Vindicator, uh, Vindy.com says 1500 jobs affected. Dad was saying more like 800 to a thousand, I think. Um, but, uh, and Kat brought up a really good point. Uh, I'll paraphrase because it's scrolled by, but she said something to the effect of, I wonder how all those people who voted for doll hands are feeling right about now who, uh, you know, were union members at Lordstown, you know? Probably not feeling too good. So, um, I heard about this earlier. Why? What's the reasoning for it? Um, let me take a quick peek. Uh, let me go to Vindy.com. Um, uh, but yeah, this is, um, is because of, you know, Robert K. Yose. Uh, it says, this afternoon, General Motors, Motors Lordstown Assembly Complex employees were informed that the second shift at the plant will be eliminated. There will be 1,500 workers affected by the elimination that will take place on, on my birthday, June 15th. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, one shift uh, production will begin uh, June 18th. Uh, one shift production, I'm sorry. One shift production will begin June 18th. GM uh, also announced a special attrition program to employees that could affect the number of people actually laid off. Sales of the plant's compact car product, the Chevy Cruze, have declined for months. Uh, March uh, marked the 11th consecutive month of sales decline for the Cruze. Last year, the plant lost its third shift and saw more than 10 weeks of, uh, of downtime because of the trend away from small cars uh the news comes oh, after really? yeah the, the news comes after the uaw united auto workers local 1112 president glenn johnson was ousted by former uaw 1714 president dave green earlier this week earlier this year the uaw 1714 and uaw 1112 merged um to secure the future of gm lordstown union leadership uh, said at the time some good news for the plant came this week, um, or came last week when GM announced that the 2019 cruise would be released later this year with an upgraded face and new features. So <clears throat> that sounds like people are moving back towards bigger vehicles. Uh, yeah. Well, it could be that, or it could be the. Uh, proliferation of hybrids and in um, electric cars too I think they're taking more and more of a chunk of the uh... isn't GM GM is Chevy right yep yeah so aren't aren't they really big on the, the volt well different plants make different vehicles so okay um, I'm just trying to understand yeah it, I, I, I just found the, the, the fact that in that particular article that you just read that people are moving away from smaller vehicles and mm -hmm. i i gotta say this i mean th that happened during the bush administration where when gas prices were dropping 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 people started buying bigger vehicles yeah 
So you know, now we're getting too economic. Well, no, well, yeah, but you know, uh, but again, everybody, uh, you know, here's a, uh, you know, here's to Trump's uh, America, where he crows about the chicken shit little jobs that pop up yes. that are like under, you know, the, the pathetically low compared to what they expect. And then he starts attacking Amazon as if he's just awoken to the idea that there's a retail apocalypse going on. Yeah. And he's he just approved some kind of how many taxpayer dollars are going to be wasted on him investigating the post office and their finances or their their, their funds. Have you seen that? Trump's a, a, a yeah, he's he's he's. I guess he's tired of being witch hunted, so he wants a witch hunt of his own. So he's going after the USPS. Yes, I actually heard today that he's thinking about privatizing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a piece I, of I'm shit. I'm not kidding. What an absolute piece of shit. You know, I don't have the source in front of me because I did hear it on the radio. Oh, well. And I listen to I don't listen to right-wing radio or left-wing mm -hmm. radio. Well, but yeah, I, he's yeah. he's just thinking we need to come up with something better. I don't a better believe, way to run the post office. Yeah, I don't believe that would ever happen. But, of course, that jackass would say it, you know? Of course this is his fucking plan, you know? What an idiot. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this this is... Uh, we've talked a few times about the retail apocalypse on this show. And, you know, and it, it makes sense why it's happening because people don't go to brick and mortars as much as they do. And in a lot of there's a lot of stores that are really competitive against the old guard of the Sears and the Kmarts uh, in, you know, I almost said Hills. <laughs> Remember Hills? Everybody? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, from the past. That might oh, not have been in your neck of the James woods. Uh, but, you know, there was. But, yeah, I mean, so many other stores have folded over the years you know there was like Ames and consolidated and you know yeah. there just all these different places and and it's it's the natural progression of the free market you know it's when that but it's yeah. also that it's that but it's also combined with the fact when you brought up sears and kmart keep mm -hmm. in mind that you know hedge fund people came in and bought a lot of that the same with office depot yeah. and you know the whole it's a combination of a lot of things. It sure is, yeah. A, a big part of it is that I I will speak quite honestly. I if I don't have to go to a store and walk around for thirty minutes to try mm -hmm. to find something that's not in that store, and then I have to go to another store to try to find that yeah. thing. I actually like going to Amazon to just be able to be like, this is exactly what I want. Here's the description. Sure, there it is. I read the I read the reviews. I figure this is good enough. I get it, and I can return it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like mean, he said natural progression. Yeah, and and I mean, look at look at where we used to be. You know, people went to Dillard's, people for their clothes. People went to, you know, like it's like I said, Dillard's. Sears and Pennies. Pennies is actually doing surprisingly well through all this. Um, yeah. I actually enjoy going to Pennies. You know, people Macy's is struggling. Kohl's is struggling. Uh, and, you know, you have competition with, you know, I buy a lot of clothes at Target when I when I do clothes shopping, you know. I get mm -hmm. a lot of my shirts there. Honest to God, I go to thrift stores and buy button downs and stuff like that, too. You know, um, you know, I love going to thrift stores and everything. But, you know, it's a combination of things. And Joe, when, when you know, uh, Fat Donnie started going after Amazon, 
you were like, oh, there were some light bulbs I could have gotten at Home Depot, but I just went and ordered <laughs> right, them on right. Amazon. And I just, I just went, I bought like one hundred and twenty dollars dollars worth of jeans off of. I found a nice uh, pair, a uh, 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 style of jeans that I like on uh, Amazon, and got those. You know, and I got them cheaper than I could have gotten them even at Target. You know, thirty bucks a pair for God's sake. You know, um, <clears throat> that's cheap. Yeah, I, so I just did that to spite Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I always buy stuff it's, from Amazon, and, and, and it's never it's yeah. never stuff that I can just find just anywhere. Right, and I always right. and I always price compare too. You know, I go to uh, you know I've uh, if it's if it's for you know general goods, um, uh, I'll, I'll go to eBay and I'll go to Amazon. I'll see who has the better deal if it's music, and that's another thing too. I can't even go to a brick and mortar and, and look at music CDs anymore. If I go to a mall store that sells CDs, it's like, you know, they have twenty copies of four albums, and you know, and then a bunch of dumb T-shirts and toys that I don't want, um, you know, and. It, you know, so now if I look for music, I go to Amazon, I go to eBay, I go to Discogs, I, you know, and, you know, and, and there are other places I buy stuff from, too, from time to time, but not Trump is acting. Trump is acting like Amazon is the one selling all of this. What the reality is, is that Amazon is a mall. If you if you kind of like flip your thinking about. This. Sure. Amazon is a mall and there are brands that you can go to. Like I, I bought a pair of Clark shoes. Yeah, I went to the clark part of amazon there's a whole store of clark's on amazon yeah on ebay too um yeah, you know there, yes, there's you know that. he doesn't seem to get that yeah i mean, I mean i'm not I'm note not he has here and defend amazon but yeah amazon why is it, isn't the one selling this stuff why isn't he going after ebay oh it was founded oh, by yeah, a right well, we all know peter thiel yeah so Mm -hmm. But anyway, we kind of got off into the weeds there. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. But, we but need yes. an off-road vehicle to get but back on the road. Seriously. So, I apologize. Screw I it. We'll, we'll take a Chevy Cruze. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, but no, this is something that I'm fascinated with is, is, is when somehow capitalism becomes a bad thing and success becomes a bad thing. You know, because, I mean, Bezos is a real billionaire. Trump's a fake one. You know, yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, so that's why he's going after Bezos. That's the only fucking reason. So, um, but anyway, so back to Katie Turr. Here's a clip, um, and this is, this is three minutes long. I'm going to let the whole thing run. Uh, she's talking to Joe Wilson, Valerie Plame's husband, whom we mentioned earlier. Do you think there's more at play here? I was talking to somebody who said, I mean, and I think that is certainly um, one take. I was talking to somebody who said. I'm sorry. And it's about the I'm, I'm, I'm a mess. It's about the scooter Libby pardon once again. Another take was that this is a man who was uh, convicted of lying uh, by a special counsel. That special counsel was appointed by James Comey. The president is facing his own special counsel. His advisors are being interviewed by the special counsel. Uh, he's got his personal lawyer who's being raided by the FBI. Do you think that this sends a message, as your wife said a little bit earlier on our on our network, that that it's OK to do that as long as you are doing Doing it in a politically beneficial way for the man in charge. Well, certainly, certainly, you can get away with anything. You you want to betray your country? That's fine, because Trump will uh, pardon you um, if it uh, if it suits his um, venal political interests. He is a vile and despicable individual <laughs> who is undermining the democracy 
of our country Bingo. and whose administration is a rank repudiation of everything that my generation since the end of the Second World War has tried to put into place to ensure global stability. He is a menace to society, and by bringing the neoconservatives back into his administration, he is an appeaser uh, to those interests that he opposed when he ran for president, and he's also essentially developing a coalition of extremists. And by bringing the neoconservatives back into the fold, they have a massive propaganda operation uh, with which I was very familiar for over a decade. And they will now be spewing his crap um, exponentially more powerfully than he was able to do by himself. And he was able to do a lot by himself. Here's the thing. He campaigned on um, Iraq being a bad idea. He campaigned and said he was never for the invasion of Iraq, even though he never was not for it, even though he said he was for it um, before 2003. But he used that to his advantage when he was running, and he used it to his advantage even in in deep uh, red military states, places like South Carolina, talking to veterans, saying the Iraq war was a terrible idea. We should have never gotten into it. Do you think that Um, the advisors he has in place right now are going to change his mind on that sort of thing or he's going to change their mind on that sort of thing? (laughs) I don't don't think he actually has a mind. Um, (laughs) I think he basically is very venal. He's looking to get himself through to the next day and get put as many many dollars into his (laughs) bank account as he possibly can. I think this man is a danger... Uh, to the United States of America. Ambassador Joe Wilson, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. I'm sorry for um, the vulgarity right there. I apologize for the profanity. <laughs> but these are serious times. Yeah. Uh, Ambassador, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. So <laughs> he's going to take stuff as much <laughs> fucking money. Uh, money. <laughs> yeah. He's going to stuff uh, as much yeah. fucking money, money into his pockets. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was taken aback by that. Yeah. She should never come on this show. Uh, <laughs> that is the fucking truth. But he's right. Yeah. Oh, of course he is. And his wife was his wife on Morning Joe today. She was she didn't use the f word, but she did say she said I thought my contempt for Donald Trump could not go lower. Yeah. Well, and, and what <laughs> a know? brilliant point that Katie Turr brings up that as much as Trump has gone around blathering that it was a stupid idea to get into Iraq, well. Jesus Christ, you just forgave one of the worst actors in that whole lead-up. And he brought in John Bolton, who was one of the architects. Yeah, and that's another question there, too. It, 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 you, you guys seem to think that this is like immediate Bolton influence, right? I do. Just like the, uh, the, the pardon today was. Yeah, don't, I th- yeah. Don't I forget, Scooter Libby is a good friend of, of John Bolton's from the yeah. old days. Well, yeah, that's what and, I was referring to. And yeah. Scooter Libby's attorney is Victoria Tunsing, mm-hmm. who almost became one of Donald Trump's lawyers lovers. in the oh, wake of John Dowd leaving. I thought you were going to say lovers. So. <laughs> <laughs> lawyers. He has as many yeah. lawyers as he does lovers. Can't even keep track of it. And the other thing I found out, Victoria Tonsing had to register as a foreign agent. Yeah. 
Oh, wait, wait. Is she she's the one um She's the one who's married to that crazy fox lawyer. Those two yeah. those two were scheduled to come into to Yeah, Gloria Victoria Tensing and Joe uh DeGeneva, who go back to the nineties together. Degenerate. De- degenerate is more I like, like it. Degenerate. Yeah, Joe yeah. Degenerate. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, they go back to the Clinton, the Clinton years. She, and, has, and, she is registered as a foreign agent. And she represents Scooter Libby. And she almost got into the White House. Yeah. That's not strange. Did, now, did you right? see this? this normal. The, yeah. Did you, did you see the story, too? Uh, in uh, I forget. Some... Trump appointee. I, I was looking, I was scrolling through stories today. Uh, a woman that he recently uh, put into some position in the White House purchased mm-hmm. a house that was only for sale to white people. What did you hear about that? It was like, uh, no, I missed that. Yeah, that one was. That's another. Yeah, here it is. A Trump judicial nominee once bought house that could only be sold to people of the white race. Uh, Wendy Vitter, judicial nominee Wendy Vitter. Uh, this is from uh, Law and Crime. Colin Kalmbacher says um, she once purchased a home in the New Orleans area with an explicitly racist and racially restrictive covenant. Vitter and her husband, David Vitter. Oh, shitter. The shitter Vitters. Okay. Um, uh, Diapers are us. I know Yeah, were subsequently criticized for that purchase. The deed stated that their house could only be sold to people of the white race law and crime has learned. According to a 2004 article in the New Orleans Time-Picayune, um, U.S. Senate front uh, race front runner David Vitter is under attack from Democrats for buying a house in Old uh, Materi, Materi in 1996 with a deed that specified it can only be sold to people of the white race. A decades-old provision Vitter said he didn't know about. So, uh, 1999. I think that was illegal by then. 96. 96. I s- still think that might have been illegal. I... And the reason why I bring that up is because um, my former congressman here in Alexandria was uh, Jim Moran. And when he went to the move into our neighborhood, Del Rey, at the time, it was very, very crime-ridden. It was just, you know, D.C. and D.C. area crack and heroin and everything. He wanted to come in here and buy a house. And he's, he's a white Irish guy. He wanted to come in here and buy a house. And he was told you can't buy a house here. Yeah. Because he's white. Because well, he's white. And, and of course, Trump wouldn't pay no mind to something like this because Trump did the same thing. Well, yeah. But mm-hmm. it was Jim Moran who actually brought a federal lawsuit to stop something called redlining. And he did it because he was a white guy. So what you're describing right there mm-hmm. is the actual definition of, of redlining. And uncanny so so yeah um it, it, this is just amazing <laughs> we just keep talking about people in the orbit of this uh, of trump and how sleazy and criminal and ugly and deplorable they all are mm-hmm. you yeah. know 
I mean, it, it, it's like, oh, and I got to shut down. God damn it. I have Trump's Twitter account still up. I need to shut that. Oh, that's I'm, too bad. I'm having a miserable time trying not to look at his face. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no, I just had it open for the earlier tweets. Um, so, and apparently, totally unrelated, David Copperfield is on trial, everyone. What? That's all right. He'll, he'll disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, says a a for he, he a former fan was badly injured during a trick at a twenty three twenty thirteen show in Vegas. He says he claims he sustained brain damage resulting in massive medical bills. Jesus, he so, sawed him in half, and he really uh, sawed him in half. Ow! Ouch! So, uh, <laughs> anyway, I saw, I saw that on American Horror Story. Oh, there you go. So, uh. Anyway, all right. Well, it's time to go to break. I don't even know. This show, I just like, I'm so scatterbrained this week and just trying to stay focused. You know, I think I'm just going to play with the flarp for the rest of the show. How about that? No. <laughs> we got we got uh, lots of stuff to talk about. It has been a week, and I'm yeah. really happy to be back with you guys. We're glad to have you back. Yes. And so. uh, who knows what will break by 9 o'clock uh, <laughs> that we well, can talk about. Definitely the wind with my can of flarp handy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with, uh, Bobber right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Sandhorses, Grand Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Howdy. Hi, and by the way, you said Ames wrong. In Scranton, oh. they say Ameses. 
Ameses. Okay. <laughs> Yin's, Yin's guys say Ameses. So, <laughs> Ameses. We called it Ames up in New York. Very nice. So, oh, really? No. We yeah. used to say, we're going to the Ameses. Well, and no, of course, it Ames. welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. Yes, we called it Ames. Yes. And ladies and germs. It's Bobber. Bobber in D.C. Rain's Bobber half uh, from Four Freedoms blog. Welcome, sir. Bob. Hello. Hello. I think he might be muted. No, no. He Hello? fell off the call. Son of a sailor, man. Oh, dear. Um, all right. Let me, let me add him back in. out of the pool. <laughs> uh, and here Jumped we go. in on the short end. Let's try it again. See what happens. So, um, it looks like it's grinding away here. We should have him momentarily, and I can play him. There he is. Hi, Bobber. Hello. Hey. I, was, I wasn't hearing anything on the uh, my headphones, so ah, I, had to, well. I had to quickly go in and adjust my settings. Sure. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, welcome to the show, sir. And um, so, you and Rain, um, you uh, are your tongues okay, Uh today I, <laughs> there's uh, a few holes there yeah yes. you, you you bit the, bit them quite a few times <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i'm glad i didn't have to explain the joke thank you so uh, <laughs> but uh uh yeah so uh rain you were you were gonna tell us a story in the beginning uh you didn't get to the feminazi part what was, it was that just interesting because brother-in-law mm-hmm. um I was in the car with him, and Bob's sister was in the car with Bob. So this way, in case we got lost, we could. End I up know the, the same I know place. the routine well. Right. So he just he's 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 a very he's he's a nice fellow, um, whom I disagree with deeply on many things. Sure. Um, and you just started in on this whole conversation, just really, literally. Well, there's two things, but out of the clear blue, um. Yeah, I forgot. I have a second story, but we could share that for another time. It involves Richard Spencer. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he was just talking about how, you know, he was at work. And he's like, well, you know, I had to start working with this woman who I think was affirmative action. Oh. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and all I kept thinking was family, 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 family. Yeah. And uh, and Bob was not witness to this conversation, but because he was in the car with his sister. Um, yeah. So he's talking about how he just he just knew this woman couldn't she wouldn't be able to do her job. Yeah. And then he said, then he said to me, he's like, don't get me wrong. And he said this without me saying <laughs> anything. <sighs> I, I know they hired her because of affirmative action. Don't get me wrong. Oh. I. I believe in the ERA, but I don't like feminazis. The ERA? The Equal the Rights e Amendment. Oh, that oh. Pass, as far as I it remember. It pass. <laughs> I know. But, and he knows, he knows, he knows I'm a feminist. And I was sitting there just like, okay, what do I say? Because I'm trying to make this, a, and it was, it really was a nice, it was a nice visit. Mm. But I was like, dude, in the back of my head, dude, you're really pushing it with me. You know you're pushing it with me. 
Uh, and I'm yeah. going to get you. <laughs> so, Bob, you, you weren't witness to this conversation. Lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm familiar with, with you know his his tactics. His he did, he has a tendency to... Yeah, he has a tendency to just kind of toss off these little comments and then, you know, move it. He, he, he's a kind of a chatterbox and, you know, he's kind of a jo- jovial storyteller type. Mm. But then he'll just throw in these little comments along the way that, uh, you know, he probably, with, with the people he normally talks to, it, it's probably no big deal. But, of course, he's in, uh, I won't say enemy territory, but he's he, it's definitely a different audience, you know, for the three days that they were here. Yeah. Wow. I handled it well. He and he's I, I'm I'm guessing he probably toned it down but just couldn't help himself. Mm. <laughs> um yeah. So I did get him I did I do believe I sort of got him back that night. But yeah, it was it was just it was an interesting week. It was an interesting three days. And like I said, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. I don't dislike him, but I kept, like you said, I have a hole in my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you guys are nice because, um, when, uh, Susan's, uh, when, when our right wing brother-in-law was still alive or the Glenn Beck loving, don't tread on me t-shirt wearing tea bag loving gun owner who mm, has left this mortal coil, um, and uh, I, uh, I was never nice to him about politics because he was dumb, and I, I loved dominating him. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I had, uh, you know, oh man, I really shouldn't talk like this. God forbid. One, one of these days, my sister in law is going to tune into the show. I mean, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad that he's gone because he did leave a hole in the lives of two beautiful young boys. But, um, you know, uh, it, it, you know, but when, when he was around, you know, <clears throat> I remember one time we were having a, a conversation about climate change. And, of course, you know, only global warming. You can only say global warming. And then, of course, you know, oh, there's global cooling going on. There's global cooling. <laughs> and uh, I will say this about, about uh, Bob's oh. sister and brother-in-law. They, they did put solar panels on their house. Well, that's great. Yeah. And but, she does she does recycle. Well, you know, and I and that's good. That's good. And and and, and I'll finish my story real quick. Real quick. Uh, but so I um uh, so it, there was this we were in we were in Maryland. We were on vacation and we we're drinking and we we're having this conversation talking about climate change and everything. And and I said, you know, like 90% of the scientists and, you know, I don't even remember what I knew the number better than. It's like, what is it? Like 99.9% of all scientists agree that, you know, all cl- cl- you know, man-made climate change is a thing. And then he shot back and he said, you mean those same scientists who are dumping coal on the ice caps? What? Yes. Every last one of those scientists really? is uh, 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 dumping coal on the ice caps. Every single one of them. We lost Bob, by the way. Uh oh. So I'll uh, try and get him. Maybe he doesn't like coal on the ice caps. Maybe he doesn't. But anyway, there he's back. He's back. So hi there, Bob. So what's so why were who who's dumping coal on the ice? Uh, It was a it was a bullshit story. It it did none of it made any sense. 
And I was like, where where are you getting this information? Where'd you hear this information? Glenn Beck. Okay. Continue. Uh. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Bobber, you are back, uh, right? Yes. It just, internet connection issues, I guess. Uh, I'm on the Wi-Fi, so I think sometimes, you know, the ghost in the machine flies in between me and the router. Yes, that's true. So, and uh, Glenn Beck also said that. Um, (laughs) so, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get into this James Comey stuff. Uh, but I'm glad you guys, you know, your, your tongues are healing up. Just put a little Neosporin and a bandaid on them. It'll be good. Later on, I can talk to you about how I schooled him on abused women. Oh, geez. Really? Anyway, let's save that for later. Yeah. All right. So, uh, here we go. This is, uh, James Comey, former, uh, FBI director. Uh, sitting down with uh, George Snuffleupagus, Stephanopoulos, whatever. Uh, and uh, this is a, this is a long clip, but I'll pause it at one point. I haven't even heard all this because, unfortunately, when I was recording it, I got interrupted and I had to walk away. And I just trimmed the ends, and there it is. As you headed into Trump Tower that day, were you nervous? Yes. Comey was with a group of intelligence agency heads, briefing Trump and his top aides on how the Russians interfered in our election. President-elect Trump's first question was to confirm that it had no impact on the election. And then the conversation, to my surprise, moved into a PR conversation about how the Trump team would position this and what they could say about this. They actually started talking about drafting a press release with us still sitting there. And the reason that was so striking to me is that that's just not done. That the intelligence community does intelligence. The White House does PR and spin. You also said you were struck by what they didn't ask. Very much. No one, to my recollection, asked, so what What's coming next from the Russians? How might we stop it? What's the future look like? It was all, what can we say about what they did and how it affects the election that we just had? Comey then asked to meet alone with Trump to warn him about that now infamous Steele dossier, unverified information on Trump's ties to Russia, including allegations of Trump's encounters with prostitutes in Moscow. I'm about to meet with a person who doesn't know me, has just been elected president of the United States by all accounts, and from my watching him during the campaign, could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Was there any choice there? Uh, Why, if this was salacious and this particular part of the dossier unverified, still unverified, by the way? Yes. So far as when I got fired, it was unverified. Did you tell him that the Steele dossier had been financed by his political opponents? No, I didn't. I didn't even think I used the term Steele dossier. I just talked about additional material. Okay, I'll pause it right there. We still got a couple minutes on that. Um, so I really kind of love that. You know, well, when I was fired, it was you know wasn't verified. I don't know now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, that, you that's, know, that's what you call rolling. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, you know what was what was really funny. Uh, I was over on uh, you know you know that place. You'll uh, never find. The more wretched hive of scum and villain. Comment section over on Discuss using my AKA Superman Hates Trump too. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and, and there was one guy that was like, oh, you stupid liberals keep dreaming about this tape being real and you got to know that it's fake. And I responded to the guy and I said, I don't really care if it's real or not. I really want it to be real. Don't get me wrong. I want it to be real, but I don't care if it's real or not. It's funny as fuck. And it's embarrassing as fuck for Trump <laughs> in anything, anything that makes him squeamish or uncomfortable or, uh, you know, or, or makes him a laughing stock. I am for it's really just that simple. You know, I yes, I, I hate this man and I want to see him fail. I don't want to see the country go down the shitter, but, you know, I do want to see him fail. You know, I'm sure you're going to play the uh, audio, but whether or not there's a tape, yeah, <laughs> Trump pretty much admitted that it happened. Um, well, there was a one percent chance. Yes. <laughs> Wait. A well, no, it's a one percent chance if it, if his wife finds out, but he. <laughs> well, that means he, there was a one percent chance that it happened. Sure. Well, sure. Well, like if um, somebody says it a in this? tape of me in Moscow with peeing hookers, I would not be worried if Barbara found out about that. Is it? it? Uh, yeah. Me neither. <laughs> because there's a 100 percent chance that never happened. There's but a 100 percent chance. Is that is what he is yes. what you're is what you're saying, Rain, it, within the Call Me audio? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Let's yes. get to did, it. But did he have a right to know that? That had been financed by his political opponents? I don't know the answer to that. It wasn't necessary for my goal, which was to alert him that we had this information. How graphic did you get? I think as graphic as I needed to be. I started to tell him about the allegation was that he had been involved with prostitutes in a hotel in Moscow in 2013 during a visit for the Miss Universe pageant and that the Russians had uh, filmed the episode. And he interrupted very defensively and started talking about it you know do i look like a guy who needs hookers and yes i assumed he was asking that rhetorically i didn't answer that and i just moved on and and explained sir i'm not saying that we credit this not saying we believe it we just thought it very important that you know did you tell him you thought it wasn't true or you didn't know if it was true or not i never said i don't believe it because i i couldn't say one way or another how weird was that briefing really weird It was almost an out-of-body experience for me. I was floating above myself, looking down, saying, you're sitting here briefing the incoming president of the United States about prostitutes in Moscow. January 27th, at a private dinner in the White House, President Trump raises the issue again. Says he may want me to investigate it to prove that it didn't happen. And then he says uh, something that distracted me because he said, you know, if there's even a 1% chance my wife thinks that's true, that's terrible. And I, and I remember thinking, how could your wife think there's a 1% chance you were with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow? I'm a flawed human being, but there's literally zero chance that my wife would think that was true. So what kind of marriage to what kind of man does your wife think there's only a 99% chance you didn't do that? And I said to him, sir, when he started talking about it, I may order you to investigate that. I said, sir, that's up to you, but you'd want to be careful about that because it might create a narrative that we're investigating you personally and second it's very difficult to prove something didn't happen did you believe his denial 
honestly never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but I don't know whether the, the current president of the United States with, with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow in 2013, it's possible, but I don't know. Holy shit, I had an out-of-body experience through that. It happened. <laughs> His concern was, where are the tapes? Trump had an out-of-bladder experience. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was just, that was beautiful. Golden showers. Oh, my God. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. I'm so thank you for surprising me again, Trump. If there's even a one percent chance, my wife would believe that. Like, yeah, he brings Melania in there, and he actually asked Comey to to prove it, prove that it didn't happen, prove that it, prove that. Wow. The fact I, I think that I watched be, hookers pee on a bed didn't happen. Probably be easier to verify the existence of the tooth fairy uh, over that. Um, and that, that was another thing. That, that was another thing that, that uh, when I was on the, in the hive of scum and villainy is, is that guy was like, you know, the, the guy I was responding to. I said, and, and by the way, this whole incident, this whole episode is so much more believable than everything that was thrown at. President Obama, you know, it's more believable than the the, the birther shit. Uh, it's yes. more believable than you know Obama killed his gay lovers. It's more believable than uh, you know. Oh, he's a Muslim. Uh, you know, that went to a Christian church for how many years? Uh, you know, it's more believable than oh Michelle Obama's a man. She's got broad shoulders. Yes. You know, so you know, I, I mean. But Trump, after, you know, all his infidelities and, you know, wanting to be loved and adored and being on Playboy and, you know, softcore movies with, with, you know, naked ladies and whatnot and having a framed Playboy magazine behind him with a bunch of evangelicals. I mean, again, there's the, the phrase, have you no shame, was invented far too soon. (laughs) because it really should have been reserved for trump all along because he has no shame i find it amazing that he didn't deny that he did this thing in moscow and i really actually i want to giggle about the pp tape because i'm not mature that way oh yeah but in the end in the big in the bigger scheme of things i don't care about the pp tape i don't care However, after hearing what Comey said, I'm of the opinion, hey, dude, you know you did it. You admitted it to Comey. Yeah. And right now, his biggest concern is, oh, my God, the Russians might have recorded it. Yeah. And now uh, Comey, Comey, as the rest of us now, is wishing. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Yeah. I want tapes. <laughs> there's there's a lot of things about Comey that I'm pissed at. Oh, I yeah. think he he really screwed up with a lot of things, but I don't think he's a liar. I no, just he's a leaker he's a and a liar. Leaker, liar, liar, leaker. <laughs> God. So, uh, Bobber, what was your takeaway from all that? Well, I'd agree with Rain. He seems awfully concerned about this tape, and and 
you know, it's one of those things where you think he doth protesteth too much. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I think uh, I have the proper proper one here. I don't know if I have Michelle Bachman's or not. Lady doth protest too much. Methinks. <laughs> there you go. Oh dear. Methinks. Oh rava. Peter in San Francisco. But yeah, so going to be that, happy with that's, that. <laughs> That's my opinion. Is that he's um, he's so focused on this and and that one percent comment. It just <laughs> it just kills me. It kind of yeah. tells you what what she must think oh, of him. I mean, that she's willing that you would actually believe that. Um, yeah. Says that she thinks he's capable of it. Well, he was lead on. He was egg on. So uh, <laughs> is boy no, talk. No. Can we correct he was that? peon. He was peon. Thank you. Peon. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, and uh, my goodness. Uh, I think we need to, we need the Mitt Romney. Uh, my goodness for this one. It, it feels it feels right. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, so Joe. Uh, funny when, when Tommy said, "I felt like I was having an out of body experience." Yeah. Sure. It's weird. I, I could well. Could you imagine having to broach that kind of information to somebody like you again, somebody volatile and creepy like Trump? I wouldn't want to be yeah. in the same room with them. Yeah. I, so. Oh, oh, actually, I would, but it would not go well for one of us. Um, so, <laughs> um, I'm not saying I'm not bragging. I don't know. Maybe he has a you know secret belt in you know you know. Uh, kfc foo or something um so <laughs> she hit me with a, a chicken wang um but <laughs> but anyway joe uh your thoughts on on this well i was just thinking you know what i want to see the p tape and uh, i guess depends oh see see thank you he's here he's here all night ladies and germs sure. but uh, I tell you what, we're running long. We got to get to the green news report. When we come back, we'll get into uh, name calling. We'll continue talking about this. Uh, birthdays, let us know if you got any. And of course, we'll do open phones for a stretch, and then uh, and then get ready to have some fun in hour three. Mad Libs, of course, as always. Uh, so get your get your fluid like uh, adjectives ready, because <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's going to be a theme tonight. <laughs> All right, Breaky, uh, here comes a green news report. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks, everybody. It's Thursday, April 12, 2018. Even in 1958, one of those air pollutants that this Shell researcher reports on was the pollution of the atmosphere by carbon from fossil sources. Newly unearthed internal documents reveal that Shell Oil knew as early as 1958 that its products caused global warming. 
Senate Democrats call for EPA Chief Scott Pruitt to resign as internal EPA report undermines Pruitt's claims of unprecedented death threats. Plus, even if none of those backwards movements actually last, we're still losing chunks of time when we, we should be participating with the rest of the world in attacking this issue. Obama EPA administrator warns of the long-term consequences of Pruitt's reign. All of those consequences and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This is a pretty sudden fall from grace for Pruitt, who's been a conservative favorite for his aggressively pro-industry stance. So aggressive, in fact, that even though he is literally in charge of the EPA, his LinkedIn page still lists him as a leading advocate against the EPA's activist agenda. (laughs) And it's still true. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we know that Exxon knew, we know that Mobile Oil knew, and now we know that Shell knew too. Yep, a stunning trove of internal company documents reveal that Shell Oil did know too. Shell's own scientists beginning back in the late 1950s warned company executives of Shell's significant role in causing global warming and they urged immediate action to avoid catastrophic climate change impacts. Shell's researchers even accurately predicted that the oil industry would eventually face lawsuits and investigations for failing to act on that knowledge. But like ExxonMobil and the rest of the oil industry, Shell instead worked to publicly undermine climate science for decades. In an interview on the broadcast, Carol Muffett, president of the Center for International Environmental Law, said that these new documents provide evidence for the multiple investigations and lawsuits against the oil industry over climate damages. What we can now show, and this is very legally relevant, is that for decades Shell was aware of those risks and it continued to take those risks on the assumption that ultimately it would be consumers and governments that bore the cost rather than Shell itself. We'll link to Muffet's report on this at greennews.bradblog.com, but some of the material is absolutely jaw-dropping going back to 1962 with the Shell scientists saying very specifically that CO2 from the burning of fossil fuels causes global warming. The very thing that Shell and Exxon and Mobil and all the rest have been trying to confuse the public about for decades. This week in politics, an internal EPA memo undermines claims that embattled Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Scott Pruitt faces unprecedented security threats. According to Democratic Senators Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island and Tom Carper of Delaware, the unreleased assessment says that EPA's intelligence staff found no specific credible threats to the administrator, who has been under intense scrutiny over his outsized spending on personal security and first-class travel. This week, the EPA fired the career agency official who approved that report, Mario Caraballo. In response, an anonymous career EPA staffer told Politico that Caraballo's firing will not intimidate staff, but will instead, quote, embolden us to leak more to get these criminals out. Go get them. 
Senate Democrats on Wednesday formally called for Pruitt to resign or be fired over his multiple ethical scandals and questionable spending. They also announced an attempt to block a confirmation vote of Trump's nominee for the number two spot at EPA. If confirmed, Andrew Wheeler, a coal industry lobbyist and a climate science denier, would take over the EPA should Pruitt exit. But as with Pruitt's confirmation vote last year, Democrats may not be able to muster the votes to block Wheeler. This week, two coal state Democratic senators, Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota and Joe Manchin of West Virginia, announced they would support Wheeler's confirmation. Incredible. Finally, in an interview with WGBH in Boston, former Obama EPA administrator Gina McCarthy says that while Pruitt has succeeded in attacking science on behalf of polluting industries and appearing to be effective, the good news is that so far Pruitt has only launched the process of rolling back major environmental and public health standards, and that can take years and could very well be overturned in court. However, she says the bad news is that much damage can be done in the meantime. And when he talks about his success, all he talks about is how much he has saved business, as if as if allowing more pollution wouldn't cause lives to be damaged and health to be damaged. He's doing a terrible job. But he's doing the job he was hired to do. For much more on all of the stories we covered today and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow. They were kind of a, a boy talk, and uh, he was lead on, like... Peed, peed on. Uh, egg on. Hang on, yes. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Yes, <laughs> this is really where we are. Prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow. Mm, 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 mm. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I haven't played uh, I haven't played Boris in a while. Uh, you know, uh, because I'm sure once that tape was uh, uh, was made, Boris chuckled gleefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the program, uh, Bobber in Washington D.C. from Four Freedoms Blog. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. And Joe Sandhorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, the one and only. Happy to be here. Yes. And, uh, well, Rain was off on Tuesday. She was also off on Wednesday from Resistor Sisters. But uh, there's a fun show that Susan did with Michelle for the entirety of the program. And uh, Susan's friend Arabella, where they talked about uh, clown and weed. 
clowns and weed. Or clown and weeds. Yeah. So lots of talk about clowns and weed (laughs) on Resistor Sisters. It was a fun show. Uh, So, and that will air at 10, 15 p.m. Eastern tonight, right after this broadcast here. Uh, You don't want to miss that. And also, I went to the thrift store recently and got a lot of really great 80s CDs. (laughs) I got some really good stuff. So, you want Lionel Richie? All night long, baby. All night long. I might play. I might play him once, twice, three times, maybe. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and also I rediscovered. I haven't listened to the album in its entirety for thirty years, but um, uh, Fine Young Cannibals' debut album. What was it? The Cooked and the Raw, or, the, or whatever it was called. Um, whatever. It's uh, there's some really good songs on there. You know, if if you don't chalk them up as a one hit wonder. They have, and Bobber, I don't know if you know this, but they have an interesting cover of uh, the Buzzcocks, Ever Fallen in Love, on that. It's I pretty, don't think I've heard that. Yeah. Do you know the Buzzcocks original? Uh, I don't know it by name, but I'm sure I'd recognize it yeah, if I heard it's it. It's like their big song. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, was, I, I heard it's, you know, Susan and I were listening to some cuts on it last night. Some of it's very dated here and there. You know, with the the '80s sound, but some of it has a nice like northern soul flair to it. You know, um, I is some of it kind of reminded me of Style Council, although Susan disagreed. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, tune in to uh, Resistor Sisters at ten fifteen, and then the Night Show after that. Um, and uh, last but not least, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. Are you ready to do some name calling, as it were? I am. I am. All so right. Am. Let's let's uh, play your jingle. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right. Welcome back. I want some cheesy biscuits. Uh, uh, yeah. So. I just, I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. Yeah. So what we have to offer tonight, tonight in the way of biscuits, <laughs> we have, we have Mr. Adam Hebert. We have Belua, we have Barbara DC, we have Clinster, we have Francie, we have Heather, we have Jay Collie, we have Kat, Kenny Pick, Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. Um, living on Long Island, who reminds us that fine young cannibals and general public were possibly the split of the old English beat. You know, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I think he's right. right. Um, go, go we have up. Marnus. We have Michelle in South Florida. Um, I assume Miles, her her other half. Um, mm-hmm. We have President. We have myself. We have Sandy and Durwood, Tim Cormall, and Trojan Rabbit. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Yeah, I don't. I, it looks like you got everybody. Got I think everybody. Rocky Mountain Mike everybody. was here earlier. Oh yes, Rocky Mountain Mike was here earlier. Yeah. So and. Uh, um, Yes, it looks like I went to Wikipedia. Associated acts, general public, and fine young cannibals are indeed associated with the beat uh, or the English beat. 
And, and also ranking Roger. Tato Banton? I don't know that. And then uh, apparently there was also the international beat and special beat. I don't know if team well, beat you was know part what? of that. I got to tell you something. Tomorrow I'm going to make pickle beet. Mmm. No, I really am going to make pickle beet salad. Nice. That sounds delicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of pickles, did Joe, did you see uh, Good Mythical, Mythical Morning, them eating cool lickles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this morning, this morning they did something that I could relate to. Is they, they did uh, Disneyland food. Yeah. That lo- all looked yeah. delicious. Uh, and I agree with them. The turkey legs there are the worst. I, you know, I've never the really worst. I've never really even gotten a smoked turkey leg from any of the uh, fair or anything. But that Monte Cristo sandwich they they were trying looked pretty damn good. Looked decent. The corn dog looked good. Good sure. corn dog. The Monte Cristo. Yeah, I would have made that. I don't know. It looked good. Looked good. I didn't taste it. Yeah. Well, look at look at this, folks. I I have a convert uh, uh, for uh, Good Mythical Morning, uh, Joe Santorsa. Uh, yeah, go check subscribe to Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. Rhett and Link, uh, they have four videos a day. They give you four videos a day. So yeah, you gotta watch Good Mythical more. So uh, they are good. And uh, give us a call one three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six. We have our first call of the evening, Francie. Hello, how are you? Good, I'm glad you called first, because now you get to hear the flarp before anybody else. Are you excited? Oh, yay! Here's the new flarp. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me give it a shot here. Oh! oh it's, it's juicy! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's delicious! Yeah, it's, it's, oh, that's good. That's beautiful. That is a beautiful sound. <laughs> God like bless it. you, Kenny Pick. Oh, you're... you're <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, that's not, that's not a real I way. feel good. I feel better already. I need a little chuckle because sure. things are ridiculous. It's crazy. Absolutely ridiculous. This is not the onion. No. Oh, that was a cute yeah, one. That was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a snappy one there. Let, oh. me, let, me, let me try and get a real and, and let me I try and get a good long one here for you. Oh good. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I couldn't do better myself. <laughs> oh. right. I'll put it away now. I have I'll... to get me a flarp. I have to get a flarp because you know, it's too I... much fun. It, it is. It's like, just too much fun. It sounds it, like Donald Trump listening to Comey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Certainly Bobber. Does. Hi, Rain. Hi, hey, Joe. Hey. 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 Fresh cut flarp. Yes, yes. So we gotta love that, but yeah. So uh, let's ah. see. Let, let me see. I'll tell you what. Let's do a, a Trump's original shart, and then see if I can get one that sounds a little bit like it. Oh man, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> oh. That's after. That's after a happy meal that went bad. Oh, that's that's an unhappy meal. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Bad meal. Sad. Yeah. Oh. Sad. That's a happy squeal. That's what that is. Ooh. Sure. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Straight yeah. from the show. That was a little breathy. That's after yeah. you have an octopus float. <laughs> it, it makes yep. really good noise when when you pull it out of the can. It makes even weirder noises. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
sounds like Hershey's. <laughs> me! Hershey's a bag! Oh, I know, Hershey's. I know. It's, it's too much. It's too much, isn't it's it? It's too much! Yes. Oh, that one was terrible. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh. Welcome to Hershey, PA. That oh. one sounded like it hurt. <laughs> You're killing me, Kenny. You're killing me. <laughs> Thank well, God we don't have smellophone. Yeah, I know. Radio. Oh, I know. Can you imagine so. the stench? <laughs> yeah, oh, they'd be throwing up going on. Ooh, Yes, there'd be bathing so, going on. Yes. So, Francie, you got anything else? We got another caller on the line. Oh, okay. But thanks for the chuckle. I oh, you're sure welcome. I did enjoy that. I'll, I'll bust the flarp out later on in the program for, for the kids. Okie dokie. So. All right. Uh, I'm glad we, we didn't talk about anything really important. It's good. It's good. Did you want to say anything <laughs> because, else? Because, you know, hey, gas. Nancy, did you want to talk about anything? Was there any... Um, any other oh, final well, thing? Well, um, the call me, listening to call me, um, just reminded about how tiny and small Donald Trump's penis is. Don't say penis in this house! All right. Thank you, Francie. And that's <laughs> my final word. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night, Francie. Good night, Francie. All right. No. Love you guys. Love you, too. Bye-bye. So. Do you all have a feeling that maybe Donald Trump's farts are bigger than his penis? Um, may, perhaps. I don't so. have a feeling. I, I know. Perhaps it. so. So, oh no, I think I, I, I think I hung up on Michelle. Call back, Michelle. I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> I did. I accidentally tried to remove her, uh, her call uh, instead of Francie's. So, my apologies. Um, it, I mean, there's a part of me that believes that Donald Trump calls his penis. Um, <laughs> could be. But, Don't say penis uh, in this house. Because uh, <laughs> he just lays there like a lump of goo, and uh, well, maybe maybe it's Melania at right this now. point. She probably looks at him and says, "Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. This is not Egon. This is Flarp. This is Flarpan. It's Flarpan." Take that. Go. Go into other room. Locker room talk. Terrible. <laughs> oh, that had a little gurgle at the yeah. beginning of it. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I hung up on you, Michelle. <laughs> it's okay. I just wanted to call Rain to let her know that Miles and I did our best to fill her shoes on Tuesday. So. That's right. Oh, Miles thank you for that. Too? Yes, he was there. Oh, oh we great. had so much fun, and I'm thank you for rem, rem, uh, reminding me of that because I was going to say something after break, but I forgot. Um, but yes, we uh, we had a lot of fun with uh, surprise, motherfucker, all night long, yes. <laughs> all night long. So, uh, so Kenny, you and the car too. Like, hmm. And and you, you played every too. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so it's Miles and Michelle and Sue and Ken? No, 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 no. No. Oh, okay. Joe Joe was on uh, Tuesday with Miles and Michelle, and then Michelle was on oh. with Susan on Resistor Sisters. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm confusing shows. 
No, it's okay. There's a lot but of we them. Had, we, had the, we, we had the cart-tacular spectacular that day. Yes, we did. I played, um, I posted a screenshot. I played every clip on my main uh, cart here. And then I, I played uh, just about all of them from the auxiliary cart where I store everybody's jingles and everything. I played in a unique <clears throat> clip for everybody at, during name calling. It was very nice. Oh, so, nice. Yes. I don't know if anybody but was offended <laughs> by what <laughs> clip I randomly chose for them, but, you know. Well, we, we still have to ask uh, Miles' mother what he thought she what she thought of the show. So she was actually listening that night. So yeah. she says it's kind of dirty. I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, that that yeah. didn't that didn't help things a lot. So. <laughs> Surprise, but, mother, uh, father. I just, want, I just want yeah, I just want to call you, Rain, and let you know that we we tried to stand in for you, although it's never easy because you are. A, a goddess amongst uh, the Indie Media Weekly people. So, well, thank you, but that is not necessary. I know you guys did awesome. Oh, <laughs> it was a hoot. thank you. That's kind of weird, but thank you. <laughs> You're amazing, though. It is a very hard shoes to fill, but we do enjoy it when we can. So, thank well, thank thank you. Yeah, and 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 then uh, the 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 weed and clowns talk with susan on the resistor sister show is absolutely hysterical so okay. yeah you don't want to miss that <laughs> that was resistor sisters number 12 right N- yes it's now a a, yep. a dozen a dozen programs we have we we have weached i just went into bugs bunny to only <laughs> <laughs> we have reached three months yeah mm-hmm I'm really sorry I've missed the last two weeks of Resistor Sisters. Well, you'll be oh, back. No, it, but yeah, fa- family comes first. They left. Don't everything. worry. So the show, the show is in good shape. Tip top shape. We call it sometimes <laughs> tippy top shape. This is true. Yeah. Well, I, Michelle, I we, my uh, Ken Senior's calling in, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you loose. Okay. okay? So uh, definitely. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, uh, all right, Ken Senior on the program. Hi, Dad. How's it going? Hi, son. Hi, Rain. Hi, Joe. Hello. Going okay. Bobber's here too. Hi, Bobber. Oh, okay. I didn't know you. I didn't hear you on there. Hi, Mister Ken. Sorry about that. Howdy. <laughs> so what? Yeah, what's... no. I just wanted to give a quick you call in and, and just to tell tell Rain that that all small car sales are down. Uh, whether it's the electric one or the uh, hybrids, they're, they're, none of them are selling. But if it's a big truck or an SUV, they're selling. Does this always happen with Republican presidents? No, not not so much. It's just with the gas prices being down. That was okay. That was but actually, but I was Trump people is have, talking about short memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trump is talking about rolling back the uh, cafe standards to corporate average oh. fuel economy. Yeah, and Marvel. if he does that, it's going to kill the small cars. Well, that's I'm what he really wants. I'm really glad that sure. you called in to talk about that. That's that was again. I didn't have my you know information in front of me, but it just seemed like it seemed like exactly what you're talking about, and that's really bothersome. It it 
goes that way all the time. Remember in the 80s when everybody had a band? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you couldn't swing a cat without hitting a band. Ford Econoline, don't swing cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, they, they, they dropped off the face of the earth. Well, actually, uh, we need to see fi- hardly any of them. Yeah, I just want to check in with our official uh, cat of Turn Up the Night and see what No No Cat thinks about swinging cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, and definitely don't swing a cat. I, so. <laughs> I had to say that because that's what Mom always said. Oh, I know. It's a great <laughs> phrase. It's a great turn of phrase. Um, can, I but ask, yeah. can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. It. it since they're they're closing down third shifts and second shifts, yeah, is GM kind of trying to retrofit for what they see coming forward in the future with cars, or is it is it that difficult to retrofit? Mm. It's you know? that difficult. Okay. Yeah, it takes uh, from the beginning to the actual car coming off the assembly line takes five years. Okay. And uh, yeah. Uh, Right now, they they just have a glut of cars, and uh, well, I don't know if you know the the uh, the Buick version of the the Cruze. They ceased production on it completely. There is wow. no more. Okay. So and, there's uh, no way. Oh, for, yeah, you know, they, they there's are, no way for GM or any other car company to like look down the line and figure out future. No. Okay. No, that's 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 the ten million dollar question there. What's going to be hot next? That's tanks. Because it's it's like the SUVs. You didn't see them really coming. They just all of a sudden, bam! Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know, it's like yeah. I'm, well, it they were gradually, but. I, I remember during the Bush administration, the SUVs and a certain number of um, bigger vehicles, the Bush administration, you know, they were like, here, here, have some tax breaks. Do, do you remember that? Not, not too much on that. I don't think I this have is to the check same. check that out and see what they were giving the tax breaks thing. on on that. But I do really appreciate you calling and answering my question because I, I sort of feel like. Yeah, and GM has, uh, they've got like 15 assembly plants right now. Yeah. Uh, each plant builds either one or, or two models, depending on the size of the facility. So, so there, there's still a bunch of plants out there. Do you think other plants out there are um, trying to kind of see what's happening there in Ohio? They, 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 they try to, but, you know, like I said, the, the, the market fluctuates so much and it takes so long to get a car out there that they don't want to if, take a if big they gamble. say, oh, hey, okay, hey, sports cars are selling really hot right now. Let's design and build one. Well, it's going to take them five years to get that car off the end of the assembly line. And in that five years' time, people could say, oh, no, we want station wagons now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's... I was going to say, yeah, I, I think I think station wagons should have come back in a big way. Wood panel and everything. <laughs> well, that's what the SUVs are going down to now. Mm-hmm. 
the yeah, crossover vehicles they're getting smaller and uh going back to uh uh that uh, uh yeah that i forgot the Sta- name of station it. wagon station wagon <laughs> station wagon yeah that's cool oh god old age creeping in uh, no, I don't think it's old age. I think it's really amazing what you just called in and talked about. I I really appreciate yeah. it because I literally was thinking, well, why can't you know these these factories? <clears throat> factories is probably not the right word. Why can't they just like switch it around and retrofit it according to what the market wants at the time? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like car the you know the car industry can't do that. Because, as you said a couple of times, five yeah. years. Five yeah. years. If so, they spend at least two years on design, mm-hmm. and then they have to design the interior, and then they put out contracts. They put out thousands of contracts for every nut, bolt, and screw, and, and steering wheel and everything out there. they got to go to a steering wheel supplier and say, hey, we project building 125,000 of these cars can you supply us with a wheel and let's negotiate price? Yeah. So that takes some time. You know, I mean, that could be a year just locking down a price on a steering wheel. That's crazy. Do you think that, do you think what's happening in Ohio is an indicator of what's going to happen with the car industry in the United States? It already has. Two to uh, five years? Yeah. Ford, Ford's focus is off on the sales. Uh, the, uh, Oh, I forget who makes it. The Leaf, the the uh, Nissan, not the Leaf. Toyota's hybrid car. Their sales are way down. They laid off a shift where they build it in Texas. So, and, uh, uh, yeah. but, Well, anyway, uh, it, we're getting to the top of the hour. But no, I'm glad. I was hoping you'd call yeah. in with a little bit of information on this. So. Uh, but yeah, you know, where are all the jobs, uh, from, uh, this fucking ass clown in the white house, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 People should be asking that. Yeah. So, Uh all right. But the farmers are losing jobs now. Oh yeah. And you know, the, like Trump said the other day, you know, that they might have it hard, but we'll make it up to them. (laughs) Yeah. When they're dead. I'm sure you will. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, Dad, love you. All right. Got to let you go. Love you, too. Talk to you All soon. Right. Good All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Ken Sr. All right. So uh, you said Trump's about to make an announcement, a statement, Joe? What? Oh, yeah. He's about to uh, address the nation in Syria. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, man. You so, got my hopes up. I was like, is he going to resign? Yeah. <laughs> no. no, it's time uh, to wag the dog. Surprise, motherfucker. Huh? Ken, thank you for letting me ask you that questions. No, that's fine. I'm it, glad you did. Really, it was a good really, line of questioning. He he helped me understand things that cool. I didn't understand. So yeah, thank you he, to Ken. Senior he's too. our auto industry guy, definitely. So um, he spent a long time in it. So anyway, uh, it is break time. Uh, let's go ahead and run to it. When we come back, uh, we'll get into a little more of a uh, roundup on our audio clips. We don't have a ton of stuff left. And, of course, we'll f- have the wonderful finisher tonight with some uh, Mad Libs. I'll try and find some that are in tip-top shape for you. Tip-top shape. We call it sometimes tippy-top shape. Nobody ever says that. Shut up. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now... On with the show. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Electric City, number one. There you go. We're number yeah. one. Yeah. In electric cities. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and steam towns. And steam towns. Absolutely. And real snow, not cornflakes. Um <laughs> deter laundry detergent. Um and of course, uh Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, DC. Welcome back to the program. Hi. I have um I think I have breaking news. Okay. I'm not happy about it. But um, via NBC News on Twitter, I can't listen to it because I'm on the show. Uh-huh. But um, on NBC News, the Chiron, um, U.S., France, and United Kingdom, Kingdom launch strike on Syria. Oh, well, um, it, I don't think that's going to come as any surprise uh, to any of us. So, Well, uh, it's still breaking news, and it's very depressing. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I as concur. Joe said earlier, Trump is going to address the nation. He mm. is addressing the nation, and he's got a fake eagle behind him. And well, I you, would like to. Him. You got to have a fake eagle behind him because the real ones will bite his finger up. Um, no, so this is not good news. Though. Oh, it's terrible! It's terrible news. You are right, <laughs> but of, of course, uh, and Bobber in Washington D.C. from Four Freedoms Blog. Welcome back to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I'm it's, the the little blurb I'm seeing says President Trump says U.S. military strikes are underway in Syria. And I, I don't know if he can legally do that, can he? Th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, Republicans don't like legal wars. Remember. I mean, here just to just to go with what Bob just said, I'm I'm wondering. You know, like I said, it was France, UK. I, I don't know. Uh. I could I could close down my. I should go listen to this. It seems like he's doing this with NATO. 
I yeah. I mean, if France is involved, I one would assume. Um, well, he's doing it with France and Great Britain. Yeah, but yeah. that's not all of NATO. It's just True. Great, France and Great well, Britain. Yeah, but I think France and Great Britain value NATO more than Trump does. So anyway, well, we'll find out more later. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, what's going to happen is going to happen, and uh, our little uh, pot talk show that could ain't going to stop it. Um, so uh, in the interim, let's go ahead and get, uh, you know, the most pleasant individual uh, that works out of the White House. Of course, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, everybody. Um, oh. <laughs> I think she is. Uh, oh, she is just a delight. She is an absolute delight. <laughs> she was a little flustered today. Well, before she got flustered, um, uh, she uh, d- part of her statement was talking about one of one of Trump's uh, Trump's greatest accomplishment, I believe, is what she says here. Uh, listen to this in her pre pre prepared statements at the White House press briefing today. The American people see right through the blatant lies of a self admitted leaker. This is nothing more than a poorly executed PR stunt by Comey to desperately rehabilitate his tattered reputation and enrich his own bank account by peddling a blo- book that belongs in the bargain bin of the fixin' section instead of being remembered fixin as section? a dedicated servant in the pursuit of justice. Like so many of his other colleagues at the FBI, Comey will. Be forever known as a disgraced partisan hack that broke his sacred trust with the President of the United States, the dedicated agents of the FBI, and the American people he vowed to faithfully serve. One of the President's greatest achievements will go down as firing Director James Comey. Really? Greatest achievements. <laughs> really? That's the coolest. That's the coolest fucking. That's the coolest story. fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. <laughs> Can I hear it again? Do you have time? Uh yeah, greatest accomplishments? Really? No shit. That is that is no shit. That was some uh, master trolling she just did. You uh, sure it was master trolling? Was I, it yeah, I, I, think, I think it was just mediocre trolling. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, I think it was amateur. And as as when this was happening, Joe and I were watching this. We both noticed she was just reading this off. Mm-hmm. She could have just said this and sent it out as a press statement. <laughs> this was pre-written, and it, it, anybody could have asked any question at any time, and she was ready just to read this. I, I think Heather in the chat needs to let her let us know how she really feels about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I can't read. That. I can't read that comment. Rain, would you read that comment from Heather? I don't. I can't see it. Wait. Hold on. Oh, okay. Anyway, chat goes really fast. It does. Time, right? It does. Um, it's that fucking. She says that it's the fucking B word. B word. Oh, that fucking biatch. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> biatch. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's 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 my that's my internal clock. Biatch. Uh, she is a woman who really just gives me murder fists. Because I feel like, what? Why are you doing this? I believe in the sisterhood, but you do this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Keep those nouns coming. Keep those bee. yeah. Keep those nouns coming for us. So I'm not going to use the B word for one. And, um, and to cat the chat room, <laughs> to cat the chat room, you know, she she said it's not NATO because Turkey is in NATO and Turkey is back, you know, Russia and Syria. Mm. I I posted I posted the Twitter link to what Trump was saying, and I just wanted her interpretation of what was going on. So when I said, "Help me out here," just tell me what you think, Cat. Because this is really weird what's happening right now. Right now, not on the show, but in real life. Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see what she has to say. Uh, let me get play the next one here because her and Jim Acosta had a little mix em up today that was pretty funny. And I think that's quite the problem, Jim. Sir, what about the content of the president's attacks on uh, Jim Comey, your your attacks on Jim Comey? Isn't all of that a bit unbecoming of uh, the presidency of, of this White House to go after him in such a personal way like that? Uh, I think it's a it, ball and a liar and a leaker. I think it's unbecoming for the person that is supposed to be the top law enforcement official in the United States, the person that is supposed Not. to protect the people of this country, uh, to lie and leak classified information, uh, certainly to falsify documents. I think that's a very big problem. And somebody who has created this problem for himself, uh, I didn't encourage Jim Comey to go out and do a PR campaign. Congress has asked Jim Comey to come and testify multiple times of which he's denied being able to do, yet he found time to sit down with George Stephanopoulos for five hours. I think if anybody has created this problem, it's Jim Comey and he should be the one held responsible. Other folks got two questions. I just ask a, a sure. second follow-up question because because it's Friday. Well, it's Friday, yeah. And you probably and you'd probably get really upset. And I don't no, need that no, if I did. Not at all, not at all. <laughs> no, but you probably have seen this tweet. It was, it was a tweet that you uh, posted uh, before the election uh, in 2016 when you're attacking FBI agents because you're under criminal investigation. You're, you're losing. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of that now? I mean, isn't the that rank and file FBI are some of the greatest people in this country? Uh, we've repeated that time and time again and certainly have the full support of this administration. I think that we've been very clear, though, how we feel about some of the leadership at the FBI, particularly James Comey. When you go after, go when you go after Sorry. Comey and I did give you two, Jim. Mueller, I'm going to keep Doesn't moving. that mean you're losing? Go ahead. Aww. Aww. She seemed a little sad there. I want to punch her. <laughs> Just to... Uh... God damn it. Because here's God the thing. damn it! God damn it! She's <laughs> Here's the thing. That tweet that he was talking about before the election was about rank and file FBI members. Mm-hmm. Joe? Can you... You got my back on this, Joe? That's... They always try to... Yeah, that's, what they, that's the old trick. They try to separate... The rank and file. But she turned from, around and said that we have always supported the rank and file. Right. Which and, and she not was true. talking about the FBI and and Hillary. Oh. This woman. Somebody. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, no, they don't see the, the fucking irony in all this at all. The, you know, it's like they can say one thing one day 
and another thing, and uh, you know, a different day, and they're like, oh well, it's you know, it's always the the rank and file of law enforcement are some of the finest people. Well, uh, you know, a lot of the rank and file in law enforcement are also people who kill people out on the street for you yeah. know, being that's black. the thing that's what <laughs> Acosta was asking her about he was asking her about that specific that specific tweet that people keep bringing up and yeah she she actually had the balls actually she doesn't have balls she might i i there could be a one percent chance might have some kegels that she doesn't exercise yeah but she <laughs> Thank you, Bob. They hang like hang like sleeve of wizard. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good exercise, your kegels. Oh no, that's a Jim oh. Ward thing. That's a, I stole that from Jim Ward. Um, but she actually turned around and said that we support the rank and file FBI people. That's not true either. No, none of that is true. That's a full out and out lie. And I'm really glad that I, I know a lot of people didn't get a chance to listen to this whole thing today. But I got to tell you, a lot of the reporters out there, they smelt blood in the water and they asked really hard questions today. That's good. That's good. But so, Sarah Huckabee Hickabilly Slanders, you liar, your awful kids. person. <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> that was awful. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so that was that. Um, uh, you know, in uh, another interesting thing has happened. Apparently, um, everybody who's a Republican now has a sex scandal that needs to be uh, paid off. <laughs> uh, the the RNC uh, also, and, and Rain, uh, or Rain and Joe, you know a little bit about this uh, this jag off from the RNC. Who got busted? Um, well, the RNC basically did. Did they pay off a former Playboy playmate who became pregnant from one of the one of the guys from the RNC, like the chief fundraiser? No, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know who paid, but I know that Cohen arranged the payment of one point six million dollars. Apparently, this this yes. very handsome, attractive male man. <laughs> Oh my God! You know how did that? Anyway, okay. Uh, this guy uh, this had guy. an exclusive contract with this Playboy bunny, ex-Playboy bunny, um, to have exclusive sex with him. Oh my God! Was his name Elliot yes. Brogley? Uh, Is I, that his? I'm, well, I'm his, his, through here, but his, it, it, his name's in this James audio that I have. James. But you know, yeah. you, you can just. But anyway, he had an exclusive contract that she only have sex with him for a year, and she got pregnant. You know what? I uh, no one, one said year. what happened to the child. Uh, is that surprise, I, I motherfucker? See... <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, what well, did I happen? I was just to wondering. Child? I was wondering. I she did she have an abortion? Yes. Oh, she did. Oh well, see that oh, that even makes things really? a little bit muckier for really? because the, just right because now they have a mucky uh, a mucky abortion on their hands. Well, no, they don't have a mucky abortion on their hands. The abortion happened. Nothing's on anybody's hands. Well, the thing abortions is, 
are sanitary. Yeah, but the point is that these these right wing nuts, you know, they sing a song that, that they don't live. But here's the thing: the the guy that his was his name Elliot Brody. He was a top fundraiser for uh, Trump and the party. I'm getting this right. Brady, I think his name is Brady. Yes. So he was the one who was represented by Cohn. That was the original part of the story that, that that you shared in our production chat, correct? Right. He he. Uh, his name is Elliot Brady. B R O I D Y. He resigned tonight, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the important oh. part to this. Oh no, he, he resigned. resigned. Stop! Don't come back. He, oh yeah. <laughs> he yeah. resigned. Oh. But he was the Republican National Committee's finance chair. That's well, what was it was. One, that, yeah. yeah, he was one of the chairs. Yeah. He was a sitting chair. There's a lot of chairs. Co- but he was Cohen high. was, too. Cohen was a chair, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he this sat in a chair, too. So Cohen, when he heard this guy's problem, he said, oh, I could fix that. I do it all the time for Donnie. Oh, because he's the fixer. Because I'm the fixer. I yeah. fix things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what, speaking of fixers, what the hell did Huckabee Sanders say that Comey's book should be in the, in the cutout section of the fixins? In the, the, <laughs> should be in the in, bargain, bargain bin, bin of, of the fixins. Fiction. Oh, fiction. Oh, she said fiction. I thought she said fixins. She's, no, she, a, she's I, such a fucking hillbilly. She so. tried to say it. <laughs> Fiction. But she did say fixins. Fixins. The frickin'. She should be in the frickin' she bin. She was just thinking it's about it's supper. fixing to be in the bin any day now. She was just thinking about that I'm hot squirrel. About that. She was thinking about that he hot was squirrel pie guy. waiting at home. He was a bad guy at the FBI. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so back to this RNC. Uh, so Jake Tapper had uh, RNC chair Ronna McDaniel on um, because now the uh, RNC it's has a website. They, they have a, a website called uh, Lion Comey where mm-hmm. they're saying that, again, Comey, the leaker, also a liar. Li- he leaks lies. Is that what it is? Liar. I think um, originally he spelled that L-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he told lies. Apparent, uh, uh, whatever, whatever lies, lies are. Layer, uh, But he just uh, lays there. Yeah. So anyway, so so Jake Tapper took her to task for uh, them, uh, you know, trying to pass a judgment. The RNC trying to pass uh, like m- superior moral judgment on anybody else with all this shit that's going on. So this is fun. And we're back with our politics lead, President Trump, attacking James Comey in his new book, calling the ex-FBI director a, quote, proven leaker and liar and untruthful slimeball, and saying it was his, quote, great honor to fire James Comey. The Republican National Committee is also waging an anti-Comey campaign, branding him as an opportunistic individual, someone that Democrats railed against, which is true. Joining me now is the chair of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel. Thank you so much for joining us, Ronna. Good to see you. Okay, I want to pause it there. Yes, that is true. Because every time I talk about Comey on this show, everybody here will tell you there are a lot of things I don't like about him. What he's doing right now, I enjoy quite a bit. Because he knows, like every decent, normal human being who truly cares about our country, that Trump is a madman. 
yeah, Comey did some fucked up shit, uh, you know, that, that I think is unforgivable, but at least now he's doing something different <laughs> and, and, and I like his MO now. So, as a uh, private citizen. so yeah, as a private citizen, exactly. And you know, it, and so what Jake Tapper says, yes, that is absolutely right. We went ape shit over what he was doing with, with the Clinton investigation. You because know, he cost her the election. He did. Period. He did. He, he, uh, with, uh, Russia as well, uh, caused, uh, you know, just him. Yeah, there were a lot. There I were a lot of factors. That. It was it was a yeah. domino effect essentially, but he he was a big fucking domino in the whole thing. I'll say that. So so anyway, yes, that is true. That is true. RNC Jake Tapper, absolutely one hundred percent true. But I'll tell you what, he knows what a fucking danger Trump is now, and he stared into the eyes of that fucking pea brain, and he knows what he knows the score now. So, but you know what. He did fuck up, and it's kind of unforgivable. But anyway, continuing. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Jake. So, some breaking news. Minutes ago, you accepted the resignation of Elliot Broidy, the deputy finance chair of the RNC, after the Wall Street Brady. Journal broke the news that a different deputy finance director yeah. of the RNC, Michael Cohen, also President Trump's personal lawyer, negotiated a $1.6 million payout to a Playboy model that Broidy impregnated while married. Cohen we learned from the Justice Department this afternoon, is also under criminal investigation. This on top of the fact that your former finance chair, Steve Wynn, is being accused this year of sexual harassment and assault. And I guess my first question for you is, what the heck is going on at the RNC? <laughs> well, uh, obviously, these developments are new. Okay, I- I'm going to say, uh, I w- wonder if she's going to bring up Hillary Clinton here. I don't think she does, but, you know, it's a good chance. New to me, I had not heard of any of this. Elliot and I spoke earlier today. He tendered his resignation. He doesn't want to be a distraction to uh, helping us elect Republicans and keeping the president's agenda moving forward. And at the RNC, we've raised double the money of the DNC. We have the best ground game we've ever put in place. Uh, We are prepared for these midterms, and that's what I'm laser-focused on, is keeping these majorities so we can continue to work on behalf of the American people. Is Michael Cohen still a deputy chair? of the finance committee there given the fact that he's under criminal investigation yeah i'm going to take a look i haven't had a chance to do my due diligence as this news has been breaking i've been hearing it mostly from the news uh i i want to have a chance to look at it talk to michael obviously he hasn't been charged with anything due process is a cornerstone of our judicial system uh but give me that time to look at the charges or or the investigation and have a chance to talk to michael so you're here today to talk about the website going after james comey questioning his ethics and integrity and i have to just ask can you understand somebody watching right now might look at anyone from the RNC today, given Broidy and Cohen and Wynn, and say, on what grounds can the RNC question anyone else's integrity? Well, the Republican Party, the elected leaders of the Republican Party, is the party that passed a massive tax cut that's helped the middle class in this country, that has increased wages across this country. Two-thirds of Americans have bigger paychecks, three million jobs. ISIS is on the run. That's why you talk about the Republican Party. What is the policy that we're putting in place for the American people? When I go to grocery stores and when I talk to people about this this party in this country, they're worried about what are Republicans putting in place that's going to make my life better. And so far, our record is pretty darn good. So that's the Republican Party. That's the President Trump, and that's Republicans on the House and Senate. But I'm specifically asking about the co- the committee that you chair, the RNC, that has a website up now called LionComey.com, attacking a former director of the FBI, assailing his character, and you know, the, 
you just had to you just accepted the resignation of a deputy finance chair uh, because a different deputy finance chair negotiated a deal with a woman, a Playboy model, not his wife that he had impregnated. You got the Steve Wynn situation. And my question is, the RNC is questioning the integrity of, uh, of James Comey. Whatever issues there are with James Comey, what is the deal with Brody and Cohen and Wynn? And, and how does that give you any moral ground to, to question anyone's integrity? well done mr tapper very good so uh (laughs) i didn't know that cohen was another deputy chair holy crap does he wow it's a i mean does it is you know doesn't that make the whole rnc complicit in the entire russia investigation I think the RNC should change. Uh, they, they they really need to change their initials and name to the FSTFY. What a fun, sexy time for you. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> fun, sexy time for you. Um, I'm sorry to keep taking time away from Bob and Joe, but I... God You damn missed it. us. You missed us. Yes, definitely got God damn it. But yeah, we, we can go for a couple more minutes here on, on this. But I, I just found it funny. It's like, you know, because this is what we say all the time. How on earth, Bob, can anybody from, you know, whether it's the RNC or the GOP, uh, you know, or any Republican outfit who supports Trump and all these fucking, you know, sex fiends that he surrounds himself with or criminals or whatever, racists, and they're like, well, we're going to go ahead and take that moral high ground again. Is that all right by you? No, motherfucker. Stop it. You don't get to. What do you think, Bob? <clears throat> well, it's the answer is simple. It's okay if you're a Republican. This is true. That's, that's their, you know, they're, they'll, you know, it, it's kind of funny getting kind of full, going full circle to the beginning of the, the show when Rain was talking about my brother-in-law. One of the things he said was, you know, we are always, with one of the things we try to live by is love the sinner, hate the sin. Oh, that. Oh so in this case, well, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. They love the sinner. Unless you're, unless you're a Democrat. Yeah. But they say that he Baby killers! Sorry. I You know, I'm really glad you brought that up, Bob. Because they said, and I'm not trying to throw your sister under the bus either, but they said, we are all sinners. And so, therefore, you can, you can admonish the sinner, but you have to love the sinner. In other words, the, what I took away from that is... It, is that we're sinners, so we're okay with sinning, because the church says you're not supposed to sin. Yeah. Do, do you remember that part of the conversation? Bob? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it, it was really. <laughs> yeah, it was, but, but I think the reason the reason this works for them is that in their minds, you know, Trump, you know, he's been saved by Jesus. So, but you know, we weren't his, even his, talking about Trump. If we were well, just talking any about these guys, any of these guys, you know, they're they were excusing they, themselves. They were well, excusing themselves. I know, themselves. I know. You're talking about my, my sister and, and brother-in-law. Well, but I'm talking about you know these Republican leaders, quote unquote, quote unquote, that um, you know are are being 
mean, whatever they do, it's okay with the with mm-hmm. the people in the, uh, that are you know digging the ditches because well, they're forgiven because you know well they consider to be be Christians, whereas they they look at Democrats as being heathens. Who don't believe in Christianity, so they're, they they're not like homosexuality and they're baby killers. Yep, it was, it was a very strange conversation. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, Joe, we'll give you the last word on this because we really got to go on a break uh, here. What do you got, buddy? Uh, Elliot Brady looks like if you took a slug. <laughs> okay, and put, I'm fo- I follow and put, you so far. Okay, look at a slug. Okay, got it. I just you know, googled make, it. You know, walking around like across your 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 sidewalk, leaving, leaving a that slick, slimy slick yeah. behind them, and put two eyes, a nose, and a mustache on it. Oh, so so John That's Bolton. Exactly what he looks like. Looks like John Bolton. Then? No, no. <laughs> John Bolton's good looking. This guy oh. has. There it, he, this guy has. He ain't that slimy. The guy has no neck or head. He has. Oh, so he's like Jabba the Hutt with a mustache. Yeah, it just comes up from his <laughs> shoulder. There's like a, a, like I said, there's like a slug that comes from his shoulder, and it's got two eyes on it. You know what this reminds you know, me of? Like, you know what this reminds me of? Who's the, who, who's that bastard with the hair lip that wanted to, that was soliciting his staffers to get pregnant for him? Oh Remember yes, that? yes, I know. Yes, that piece yes, of I, shit. I, yes. So the guy who ate his own. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's gone, so fuck you, hair, hair lip yeah. freak. He was offering a million bucks for somebody uh, to... Indecent have... <laughs> proposal. So, is, is except he was not Robert that? Redford. Go ahead. Is, is, he, is he the one where I've seen the picture of the guy in his PJs standing no, next to no, him? No, no, no. No, no, he's gone. Oh. That's uh, he's gone. Blake Farenthold. Blake Farenthold. That's right. Yeah. Blake All right, well... On that note, thank like, you for that. He kind of looks like a slug too. He, isn't well, it yeah. amazing? Isn't it amazing that we can't get our Republican, like messed up dudes together? There's so many of them. I know. What isn't the fuck? Isn't it that guy? No, it's that. Guy. And we immediately like, get oh, rid of him on our side. John Edwards gone. Anthony Weiner gone. You're all gone, you motherfuckers. You're gone. <laughs> The only because one we kept guys, around was Bill Clinton because that was completely consensual and wasn't, yes, you know, it, it wasn't was. creeping. It wasn't right. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, just so everybody during the break could, you know, eat your popcorn and look at this guy. I just oh, posted Oh, Jesus God. Isn't he a looker? He's sexy. What Playboy uh, bunny wouldn't want to have his he child? He's almost oh. as sexy as the former Russian ambassador oh now, kiss, you look kissing close, yaks if you look he's, if you look close one less chin he doesn't <laughs> that, have no there's no nothing there there's that's not a it chin goes that's straight up that's a rogue that's that's a rogue chicken nugget that's not a chin um so <laughs> you look close at that picture there is a small slime trail right behind him i i, I believe it all right you well, see it? we yes i do i do see it we got to go to the break uh so yes <laughs> fuck you republicans rnc all just fuck all of you you fucking suck you're terrible you're bad role models you're you're gonna fucking ruin the country and i don't care how much goddamn money you raise we will find a way to stop you and we we will crush you maybe i don't know 
So <laughs> I, I started to get a little Alex Jones there. Well, I'll be filled with the spirit of the Lord and I'll tear you down. I'll tear you asunder to the nine rings of hell. No, never. <laughs> or we'll just go vote. So <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go get a, a can of Coke. All right. Yeah. Push a button. Get a can of Coke. Oh, no. Oh, no. You go to 7 Eleven. All right, seriously, break time. (laughs) Stop it, stop it. I don't even have a song picked out, so uh, uh, I'll I'll figure it. I'll figure it out in twenty-five seconds. Up the night with Kenny Pig. Uh. Lost City, Lost City, Macaroni. We started from the bottom and we still on the bottom You asking about troubles, hell yeah we got them Living in a land that has been forgotten When the natives get restless, the police drop them Dried up, no place to go shopping Even if you had cabbage, where would you go cop it? Just stop it, there is no profit For them to invest a block from some project Change the topic, ain't no point For them to talk about the problems in Detroit Be more in Chicago, you know what I mean let us not forget about New Orleans Welcome to the land of the unseen I thought in America that we have one dream Pursuit of happiness is what they preach But in a lost city that's out of reach We live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City we live inside Lost City The streets round here show you no pity We live inside Lost City We live inside Lost City We started in the ghetto and we still in the ghetto With so many scars we are tougher than metal Tougher than leather if we all get together From my hood to me barrio Wherever we wanna go Voice to the voiceless A choice for the choiceless I drive a bucket This ain't Rolls Royce shit Unemployment, undereducation Can't even find a job at the gas station no patience they get no immunity to corporations killing my community and lost city where it feel like the apocalypse we need to stand up and let's put a stop to this in the land of the unseen i thought in america that we have one dream pursuit of happiness is what they preach but in a lost city that's out of reach we live inside Lost City. The streets round here show you no pity. We live inside Lost City. We live inside Lost City. We live inside Lost City. The streets round here show you no pity. We live inside Lost City. We live inside Lost City. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. 
That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Twice, and thank you, Scranton. Welcome back to the final segment here on this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. I, I, I kind of hurt my throat doing that Alex Jones shit. <laughs> um, I can only do that in small doses. Sorry, did Ken. I surprised myself. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that clip. Dokes from Dexter. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Poor Dokes. He he knew Dexter was a serial killer all along. Um, uh, but yeah. Oops, spoilers. Eh, if you haven't seen it, whatever. All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna. Well, it wasn't the whole series. The end of the series sucked. Um, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody. I'm going to tell everybody my big secret right now. It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing that happened. All right. And this is really exciting. And it's a fun thing to share with everybody. Uh, Everybody here, uh, for the most part, knows that I work out of a music venue, venue, which will remain unnamed. Um, It's not like any kind of national secret or anything. I just prefer never to mention the place where I work on my show. Um, and um, this week, the uh, production company, talent agency, whatever have you, what, your, your manager, for a certain artist that was inducted into the Rock and Roll, that's being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow, uh, rented out our venue for four days to practice their set list. And it was awesome. And I got to hear him for four days fine-tuning songs that they've not played together in a long time. And that group is the Cars, ladies and germs. And it was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> it was it was really, really fun. And I, I'm so impressed. They're, they're doing... Uh, let me see. Um, I, I, can, I can even tell you the set list. 
No, I'm not going to tell you the set list because that'd, that'd be too much. That'd be giving away too much. I will say this, that they're playing my favorite Cars song of all time, which I was really impressed with because it's it's a little more of a deep cut. I think it was a single, but it, it, it didn't wasn't as popular as most of their big, you know, super poppy hits. Um, Can I ask you a question? But well, let me just finish this. But it, the song is uh, was a song by Benjamin Orr. And Benjamin Orr passed away way too early, the age I think fifty four in two thousand. Um, pancreatic cancer, unfortunately. Fuck you, cancer. Um, but they're they're in the set list. They're going to be doing "Moving in Stereo," which is an amazing tune. Some of the best synth synth work and the the bass line for it's incredible. The drum line's great for it. But yeah, moving in stereo, and I, you know, I was surprised that they didn't pick Drive over that. But I don't know if Rick Ocasek is comfortable with singing Drive because, you know, um, it's 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 a little more of a singy song than Ocasek does, I think. But anyway, but what, what's the question, Rain? I just wanted to know if it was just what you needed. <laughs> it was. It was just what I needed. So, <laughs> uh, and. You know what's funny is is there were people complaining like oh god it was great the first two days but now and I'm like you don't even understand what you're getting here do you <laughs> <laughs> so and it's like going on tour of the band and getting to hear them you know you know for four nights in a row yeah exactly exactly you know That's and yeah they, they're only doing like four songs for the rock hall induction, but it was it was really fucking incredible. Yeah, and Cat's right. The Cars have very strong Cleveland Columbus roots. Um, it, it, totally. They just released uh, live at the Agora in '78, uh, forty years old. You know, um, they you know almost to the day, well to the year at the very least. Um, they, live at the Agora, and uh, uh, Benjamin Orr was from Lakewood. So, you know, that's Lakewood is where a lot of my friends live. It's it's five, ten minutes, not not even ten minutes. I'd say seven minutes from where I live by car to Lakewood. I've walked to Lakewood from where I live, you know, um, wouldn't do it again. I was drunk when I did that, uh, but <laughs> uh, no, I, w- I would still do it. I just wouldn't do it at 1 a.m. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, so that's my big secret. Isn't that exciting? That's very, uh, that, you know, the, the cars wow, are kind of know, a band. That all, all people the, the cars, I think, were just one of the super influential bands because they sort of bridged the gap from like 70s rock to 80s new wave. They sort of, they were like exactly. that transition band, you know, that. The, the the people that were into like the old, you know, seventies rock, they could get into the cars because mm-hmm. it was it was still kind of rocking, but it also had that you know synthesizer poppy kind of new wavy kind of thing going on for the the people that were starting to get into mm-hmm. the you know the eighties music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah I, well, you're totally right because I think that they were one of those bands that kind of bridged like the the New England power pop kind of sound to you know the the full-on like you know british synth stuff like the gary newman kind of stuff and yeah no cars um but uh <laughs> but yeah in a so- songs like um moving in stereo are a perfect example again that song it, it's not a very typical cars song you know drive is kind of their ballad but then you know you know uh, my best friend's girl and you know 
just what I needed and, and all that, you know, th- those are very kind of upbeat poppy songs, but the Benjamin Orr stuff was a little more morose kind of, you know, um, I guess this more serious side of the band and moving in stereo is just an incredible song, just an incredible song. And uh, that's what I'm going to open the night show with tonight, everybody. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, feel, I'm feeling, uh, you know, I, I, I still, you know, metal. My heart is made of steel, but <laughs> I do. I do like uh, a lot of 80s pop, you know, because that, that was my childhood, you know, 80s pop and 80s metal. That, that, that was, you know, that was my my growing up. So anyway, yeah, there we go. Hopefully I don't get fired for spilling the beans, but um, they they loaded out today. So I'm like, if they loaded out. You know, even if somebody listened to this and heard me saying it, they're not going to. I mean, you know, there were there were a couple members of the Parmarazzi that that found out about it. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry for any of you who don't uh, know the lingo for music venues in Cleveland, the Parmarazzi. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically autograph hounds from Parma <laughs> that, that camp out outside of tour buses waiting for autographs. Um, so they can sell them on oh, wow. eBay. Parmarazzi. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Parma's famous for two things, pierogies and the Parmarazzi and the ghoul. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, all right. Well, uh, enough of that. Uh, we we got we to gotta get to, you know, the, that thing. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs! Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Oh, shit, I forgot. There was a comment I wanted to read, too, uh, from Tim Carmel. I saved it here. Uh, He says, I just came back to the computer after we ate the pizza that was delivered. Thank you for letting us know it was delivered and not DiGiorno. Uh, so, um, <laughs> and, and watched Trump's speech about the attack on Syria. He kept referencing the use of chemical weapons in World War One, but never re- referenced the use of chemical weapons in World War Two by, by the Nazis. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm sure there were some fine Nazis, Tim. Totally oh, makes sense. God. Yeah. So Good Nazis on both sides. Look. <laughs> Even the Nazis didn't use chemical weapons. Uh, <laughs> remember that quote? Oh, yeah. God. Do you remember that one? I do. I do. Yeah. You remember the the the, uh, the Holocaust camps? Remember oh. those? Oh. Yeah, that was God. that was Sean Spicer. Yes, that was. Oh yes, yeah. That was. yeah. And All yeah, right. I will be honest. I miss spicy. Oh well, can, with what we got now. Hickabilly? Uh-huh. Okay, Iron gang. Comey is the greatest achievement. Anyway, let's Period. get to Period. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, here we go. This, uh, yeah, I, I got some. They're kind of, they, they kind of vaguely resemble uh, Trump-related Mad Libs. We'll go for it here. So, uh, alphabetically tonight, Bobber, I need a verb, sir. And fuck has already been used. Oh, um, shart. Oh, shart is available. Good on you. Joe, part of the body, sir. Um, uh, lips. Lip. Okay, you got it. Uh, rain, verb ending in ing. 
crapping. Right. Crapping. Consummate favorite. Uh, here. Crapping. <laughs> so. Um, and, uh, all right. I keep almost re start reading the titles, and I don't want to do it. Um, last name of a conservative bobber. Um, hmm. Boy, boy, I, I, people keep popping in my head. I just, I'm looking for that perfect one. Um, uh, Who has a last go. name that has a double meaning that you should maybe Google sometime? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go with Spicer. Okay. All right, you got. It. I was, I was trying to go. I was uh, lead on Egon Santorum. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe, an adverb. Likely. All right. Reign of verb. Verb. That's an action, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, that is. Okay. Um. Like what you said you wanted to do Sarah Huckabee Sanders earlier. No, I'm not going to say that again. Punch. No. That is lead on. Egg on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I should stop. Why do I verb? keep le leading Indite. on? Indict. Uh, <laughs> I just but nice, lead on Aegon. Locker room talk. Bobber, plural, part of the body. Balls. Balls. <laughs> I'm going to spell it B-A-W-L-Z. All right. And I think we're Z's on to that. We, huh? Bob and I use the word balls a lot this week. Yeah. That's good. With our religious family oh yeah balls look at those balls that's a good comedy it's uh, bringing bringing the family together uh so joe i need a color green okay and rain i need a part of the body singular oh singular really <laughs> i didn't even think of that <laughs> <laughs> Clitoris. Let's see. There you go. Clitoris. Um, and uh, all right. So, Bobber, you get the last one. An adverb. <laughs> An adverb. Um, hmm. How about just swimmingly? Swimmingly. All right. Swimmingly upside down. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, we got three Mad Libs uh, loaded for bear here, everybody. I figured, uh, I kind of stumbled across two that I thought were appropriate for um, Republicans. The first one, uh, not so much. It's just penguin facts. I guess we see them wear tuxedos, right? So, uh, here we go. Penguin facts. Fellow birds, scallywags, we are honored to have as our speaker today, Dr. Spicer, America's foremost subpoena on penguins and other cold climate rats. <laughs> the doctor has likely agreed to answer three questions before we indict for lunch. <laughs> The, tr 
That happens a lot in the White House. They indict for lunch. Uh, okay, doctor. First question, please. Question. Why do penguins walk in such a punchable way? <laughs> if I see any of you punching a penguin out there, it's going to be hell to pay. Um, doctor. You'd walk funny, too, if every step you took put your balls on frozen murder fists. Next! <laughs> they That's gotta knew, hurt. They knew somebody was going to say balls. They knew somebody was going to say balls. I just um, love hearing you, Kenny, saying balls. Balls! <laughs> See, I'd like you to... As well, Bob. I, I'd even I'd even kick it up and go like make it B W A W L Z balls. <laughs> uh, okay, next question: How do penguins manage to fuck in such a cold sleaze bag? <laughs> Doctor, they have an abundance of aardvark under their dorks. This fat insulates them against perverse weather. Next! <laughs> Question. Why do we only see black and white penguins? Doctor. Because they're very formal shitholes. They dress for all occasions, especially sit-down tusks. Don't sit down on a tusk, though. You'll be sorry! Alright. So this next one is... Um, I decided this would be good for uh, the white nationalists out there in the Trump cult. This is Snow White. <laughs> uh, one of the most <laughs> one of the most popular fairy slime balls of all time is Snow White in the Seven Septic Tanks. <laughs> wow! There's my next band name. Uh, <laughs> Snow that White. That was my nickname in high school. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Septic Tanks, yes. <laughs> Snow true. White is a princess whose horse-faced beauty threatens her stepmother, the queen. Snow White is forced to flee from the Russian hooker. <laughs> <laughs> in which she lives. Oh. And hide in the nearby leaker. <laughs> oh. Once there, she is discovered by condescending animals who guide her to the stinky cottage of the seven dwarfs. The dwarfs take care of her until a prince, who has traveled the four corners of the scumbag in search of snow green, arrives and gives her a and gives her a magical slug on her clitoris. <laughs> Oh. oh my god. Which oh. which talk about leaving a trail of slime. Oh. Which oh miraculous <laughs> which miraculously brings her back to life after she eats a poisonous barf bag. Oh. <laughs> That'd bring you back to life, all right. So a, a magical kiss on the lips turned into a magical slug on her clitoris. Um <laughs> Snow White and the prince live uh, swimmingly ever after. I guess there's a lot of slime there, so they got to keep swimming, right, Bobber? So. <laughs> oh, dear God. What have we done? All right. This one I saved for Trump. It's the Oscars, because you know how much he hates the Oscars. He gets, a tri he gets triggered. Triggered. 
from the Oscars. Thank because you, Lynn. Li- <laughs> What's that? Because they all hate him and they say they, so. They do. They do. Uh, so here we go. This this one is exciting because it's it's a speech. It's an acceptance speech from the Mad Libs Oscars. It goes something like this. Thank you, ladies and fuckwads. I'm so nervous. My chode is beating a celery a minute. <laughs> That's fast. That's yeah. Fast. Uh, I didn't prepare a skank. I never expected to win this fecal Oscar. I have too many people to shart. First and wow. foremost, my hateful co-star Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was always in my in my dressing hemorrhoid, held held my lip when I was in trouble, and never failed to compliment me or give me a scummy pat on my kumquat when I did well. Wow. I also want to thank my scummy director. Oh, I used scummy twice. Oops. I want to thank my scummy director, my anal producer, and of course, the mendacious writer of the screenplay. Most of all, I want to thank you, my vile fans, and all the members of the Academy of Motion Picture Worms who were responsible for my crapping this unscrupulous award. Bless your scoundrels. Wow. Yep. The Oscars, folks. Hmm. That's exactly how it goes. Anal producer. That's that sounds like something that uh Trump Stormy Daniels doing. actually has one of or those. Stormy. I, I would yeah. yeah, Stormy. My anal so, producers. Thanks. Probably has a coach for that too. A anal coach. Um so God. like an acting coach. So mm. I think you'd have to have one. Sure, you you gotta warm up. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't yeah, want to. You can't. You don't want to pull something. <laughs> you can't just. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you gotta oh. stretch. Yeah. I don't know. Did penis get mentioned in there? Don't say penis in this house. I don't know. I don't think it did. I'm not sure. So uh, anyway, you don't want to pull something. That's the name of tonight's show. <laughs> I don't even know. And then when people have listened for three hours and they get to the point and they're like, oh, that's what that means. Uh, they'll be like, I'm never listening again. So, no, they would never do that. All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Parting shots will again go alphabetically. Bobber, what do you got on the way out, sir? Um, I don't have much. Um, I'm sorry for for keeping rain from you guys uh, this past week. That is quite all right. Family first. I always say it. No apology necessary. Um, And tomorrow I'm going to be getting up bright and early for another beer competition. Woo! Wow. Fun. What's this one? uh, What's the name of this one? Uh, Spirit of Free Beer. Nice. Spirit of Free Beer? Yep. I love that. It's name. all in the spirit of free beer. I like it. So I, I don't know I don't know what it means. It's that they've been doing this for twenty three years. So I think maybe it means like it's in the spirit of offering free beer to people, but not really. You still gotta pay for it. Well, at the next uh, the the meeting after after the, you know, when we drink all the leftovers, that's certainly free beer. Yeah, there you go. 
So in the communal bucket that they they leave there. <laughs> this yeah, is like where our days. leftover beer goes. There's a barrel in the middle of the square. Um. So, <laughs> but no, that sounds great. Good luck. Best of luck. You're competing, right? I do have some beers in the in the competition, um, and I'm acting as the registrar, so I'm handling handling all the uh, computer work and stuff. What what beers do you have in there? How many and uh, what names? Uh, boy, see, I've got Nut Brown Ale, um, Imperial Stout. Um, let's see, <laughs> Beer de Garde, uh, Vienna Lager. How much? And I think, uh, of, think of Vanilla Stout. Oh, lovely! So, uh, how many? How much beer of each type do you have to take? This is fascinating to me. I, I, we could do a whole show uh, well, on this. At some well, point. It's, it's two or three bo- uh, bottles, two or three twelve okay. ounce bottles. All right. So, um, and then if something wins, uh, are there rounds of of judging? Yeah, there, there, yeah there's the uh, the preliminary round where you know they're mm-hmm. they're judged uh, in, in categories, and then the, the first place winner for each category goes to best in show and then they have a you know best in show winner nice so you you could end up with the gentle lover as the winner so <laughs> sorry i'm thinking <laughs> i'm thinking of this uh, the uh 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 munch madness on good munch madness Morning. there you go did you show bobber munch madness rain i shared part of it with him i don't oh, know okay. if he watched all of it all right. that's all right it's not for everybody it's a fun show though um it is and uh, and they're obsessed with Lionel Richie too. Rhett and Link are obsessed with Lionel Richie, and um, they're obsessed with Lionel Richie. And uh, what what's that country? Um, oh, they they have a favorite country singer. I can't remember Waylon Jennings. I think no, not Waylon Jennings. Yeah, Waylon Jennings. That's the guy. So, uh, but anywho, and Rihanna. <laughs> Rhett, Link is a Rhett is obsessed with Rihanna. He calls her Riri. So. Uh, but anyway, no best, but great. Uh, best of luck to you tomorrow, Bob. That sounds very exciting. I would love to do um, a show with you where we dedicate like a fair amount of time talking about maybe the beer making process. Sure, that could be very fun. And if you I have any guys, that all day. Yeah, if you have any guys <laughs> that. Uh, you know, if you want to pass that around, you know, uh, tomorrow and see if there are any other guys who might be interested who are on Skype, I would love to host something like that and just, you know, ask the layman's questions because, you know, I'm a lame man. So, <laughs> say, no, I just you like asking questions. Probably hmm? a really great podcast. It would. I think it really would, you know. Um, that would be fantastic. So anyway, well, I'll tell you what, Rain, you go. I said we'd go alphabetically, but you go ahead and go next. And I'm glad you made it back uh, to us after family week. Yeah, I'm just really happy to be back with you guys. And um, yeah, I'll tell more of my tales with my brother-in-law. Some new tales to tell. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm going to have to share it with you later on all right because his his thing was he really didn't understand why women who were in abusive relationships just didn't leave oh no yeah and and here's the fun thing he didn't say it from a really mean point of view i think he really didn't understand you know so 
kind of explained it to him based on my personal family account. Sure. And, you know, it, it's... Am I right, Bob? Yep. Am I misrepresenting this? Nothing's that ever that simple. Right. Nothing's ever that simple. There's dependency, codependency. There's, you know, location. There's extended family. Yeah. There's support networks. There's everything. There's resources. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, 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 again, we got to get rolling well, along. It's any, any parting any, shot, but yeah. it's, let's call it a tease for a future show. There we go. There we go. Anything else, uh, Rain, before we pass it on to Joe? No. Well. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Trump, Trump decided to launch shit into Syria without permission from Congress, so. Yeah. Well, there. here's our Tuesday show, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Joe. Go, go, go. I think you should call your beer podcast Buds Talk Suds. But anyway, <laughs> see, there you go. See, there. Uh, so, f- did you know about Fat Toad the, re- the Gorilla? Fat Toad the Gorilla. Not Fat Toad, Fat Toe. Fat Toe. <laughs> like Plateau, Stop. but Fat Toe. I'm sorry. Well, she turned 61, becoming the oldest gorilla in the world. Oh, nice. So there. Right. I was going to say Fat Toad the Gorilla is my next band name, or was my nickname in she? high school. That's what That's what, that, that's what. what my nickname in high school was. Yeah, see. <laughs> uh, Where, what zoo is she in? She, Berlin. Okay. She's in the Berlin, and and she shares the world's title with another female gorilla, Trudy, who's in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, did you know that? Yes, I was fascinated. They actually, uh, uh, she was used as payment by a sailor uh, uh, back in 1959, and then found her way back to Berlin, where she is now, and she's 61. And they gave her a cake. Made of rice cake and uh, the number sixty-one bananas made no. out of fruit. No banana royal. No, no. But oh. here's the kicker: she's not the oldest girl in the zoo. Oh yeah, that title goes to Ingo the flamingo. <laughs> oh, that banana royal. <laughs> it's a bird. Come on, <laughs> gorilla, great apes, motherfucker. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, pink. anyway, happy birthday, Fatu. There you go. I bet that, that flamingo would be real tough, tough eating. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, it'd be like, it, it, it'd be like beaver balls, you know? <laughs> you mean beaver balls? Beaver balls. <laughs> yeah. Balls. Uh, yep. Yeah. Balls. What, what, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to go before the Russians take over the show. Horace chuckled gleefully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great show tonight. Uh, yeah, stick around for Resistor Sisters, uh, 15 after, which is in a, just about four minutes from now. And of course, uh, also uh, The Night Show. I've been uh, waxing nostalgic for 80s music, so I'll be playing a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, I might play Dancing on the Ceiling tonight. What do you say? Uh, so, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, what a feeling. Love that song. Such a guilty pleasure. Anyway, and uh, yeah, it's a good song. And Penny Lover. Even Penny Lover. I love Penny Lover. Oh, my God. Kenny is totally (laughs) into Lionel tonight. I love Lionel Richie. In the cars, I got some Janet Jackson I'm probably going to play. Going all out. 80s. I got Rhythm Nation on CD for $2. So do I. I just got it, and I'll play some of that Fine Young Cannibals, too. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, end the show. We'll see everybody on Tuesday. Don't forget to check out uh, Resistor Sisters right after this. And, of course, Mike Check Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. I will be off at uh, Dragon Boat Spring Fling. It's going to be fun. Peace. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. Prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow. Golden showers. Lordy, I hope there are tapes.